All right, it's Cleveland Moto Podcast 234, launch. Oh, that's a good out. Yeah, not good as good job. as the Guinness, though. No, the Guinness, they're oh, still getting hurt there, by the way. So, yeah. if, anybody, if anybody needs a nice slow release, yeah. the Guinnesses are standing by. And who doesn't? <laughs> Give you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, and we're done. So, uh, yeah, what the shit? Last night, I'm riding the Harley around. Going to see naked Jedi's and stormtroopers and the this you know vampire strips back. Go see it if it's in your town. Um, <laughs> probably the best burlesque show I've ever seen with actual disemboweled tauntaun. Yep, that's how they open. It happened. They open with a disemboweled tauntaun and boobs. So <laughs> well done. Jar Jar Binks isn't it? No, nope. Yeah. There's yeah. no Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, no, no. no, the C-3PO is as irritating as it gets ever. Yep, yep. But the oh. and, but oh, C-3PO. Wow. <laughs> Protocols, right? The uh, now here's yesterday. I'm riding around the Harley Davidson all day long. Big ass dumb police motorcycle, FLHP, doing everything, and <laughs> basically testing some video gear I've got, testing some uh, Senna equipment, and wanted to try it on a couple of different motorcycles that have a couple of different noises and sounds and different wind, you know, at different speeds. And uh, so the Harley is. Way more fun after a couple of wobbly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just I caught these guys walking away from the venue, and they're they're walking. And you parked in another way, fucking like county, four or five blocks away. From the you place. were three socioeconomic levels lower than the venue where you parked. Proper. Yeah, your car, your car shifted the value of the whole neighborhood. Where was the show? It was at the Masonic, Masonic. Yeah. so the Cleveland Masonic, which is a big, big hall. It's a really nice hall, and they've really been fixing it up lately. So I jump on the Harley, and, you know, with a motorcycle, you park where staff parks. You park where the sound guy parks. You know, there's two other motorcycles. You pull in the parking lot, and the guy's like, hey, yeah, just go ahead and park over by Terry's bike or whatever. You know, it's fine. You know, don't $20 for parking. Well, the parking was full up. This show was sold fairly well. So when we left, I took my time getting ready, and... We got pictures with the cast, and they were very generous with us. But when we left, I saw these vagrants walking, <laughs> basically just might as well have had $100 bills hanging out of their pockets. <laughs> their shoes are like, Stefan's wearing like Star Wars loafers, Star Wars socks, Star Wars swim trunks, right? Oscar was corporate casual as yeah. usual. You know, yeah, exactly. And John is in a complete... Imperial commander's uniform. <laughs> Way more authentic than anybody on stage yeah. had. The black one. The black Fully one. Black the proper red. murdered out Nazi yeah. shit. Yeah. And Wait, the Spaceballs one? Yeah. yeah. Without the giant helmet, yeah. sure. Without the golf yeah. ball in his head. Yeah. <laughs> he was not an asshole. But, the, uh, but they're walking, and I was like, oh, must fuck with them. So I throw the, just loop the bike around real quick, and then just lay on all of the noisemakers. I figured out how to make the siren do the whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and uh, the siren, the horn, and then I grabbed the mic and I was like, white boys must all go back to Porco. White boys <laughs> must all go back to Porco. Goes for Mexicans too. And, <laughs> and that was fun. It was pitch black. It was pitch black. No one outside. There was nobody else. No. Really silent. This it was super dark. No street lights whatsoever. And I threw all the lights on and the, and the sirens and everything else. And then it was like, that was fun. I'm going to go back and do it again. So I, did, I buzzed them again, and I was like, I better leave. Because <laughs> I, I could get shot on a principal at this point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. So that's been the ride. Uh, and then this morning, 
past couple of mornings, it was a little misty in the morning, a little moist in the morning, but it cleared up in the afternoon. Well, last night it was moist when I got here to the shop after the show and after Porco, so I put the windshield on the bike, and now it looks proper, old man. Uh, but this morning I woke up and it was like, you're not driving anywhere, man. 40 degrees no. and It was raining, fucking yeah, it was such a shitty cold rain, 40 degrees. Oh, terrible. I did not ride today. No, it was totally yeah. Cleveland out today. It was like, it was so bad. Why can you handle, I mean, I can handle minus 11. Yeah. <laughs> I can handle 120. Yeah, it's that dampness. I can't handle like 45 and damp. And it's, it's just, like it's, it's just more than color. damp out there too. I mean, it's, it's it, damn it is wet. Fucking wet. Yeah. A couple, <laughs> couple days ago was what seventy something. Yeah, seventy degrees. And like he said, he lost a tractor. So <laughs> that's an idea of how wet it's been. When you lose a tra- like a tractor is the thing that gets other things back. It's not what you lose, right? <laughs> to my left is Pete Hempling, and his left Oscar and Steve Hoffert. Chris Smith. And new to the podcast tonight. Hey, Andy. Andy and? Jesse. Yay! And where are you guys coming come from? So we're coming back from D.C., but we're from Chicago. From Chicago. Yeah, yeah. so I uh, knew about the shop in Cleveland from listening to the podcast, yeah. obviously. So, like, we have to hit it up, so. That's cool. Yeah, and. <laughs> right I, off the highway. Yeah. <laughs> conveniently located. And I realized the scam. We come in late, you invite us for a podcast, you go, hey, there's a liquor store down the street. Our fridge is looking a little empty. Bring some stuff. We you pull out your in good faith, like, uh, we're going to take it, we say no, and, mm-hmm. yeah, fill you back up. So. We got, when we got our cheesy poofs, and we got, yeah, we're glad to help them. We're totally Mid- stopped. Midwest hospitality. Yeah, that's right. Yes, it is. Yeah. That is Midwest yeah. hospitality. Yeah. That's it. We left uh, 75 yeah. degrees in D.C. In D.C. And and drove here. 82 for 82 yesterday. 82, yeah, oh, but this morning when we left. Cherry blossoms are blooming. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, we have the same cooler here in Cleveland that you have in Chicago. Right. And the Great Lakes. Yeah. So. Do you guys last week had that weather? It was 65 one day, and then we had four inches of snow on the so ground. So you guys got the snow in. We, we ducked out of the snow. Oh, so. I, I went riding the day yeah. before, and... You know, they said four inches of snow. I'm like, yeah, whatever, it won't happen. Sure enough, heavy, wet, four yep. inches of snow. Yeah. Yeah. And all yeah, my yeah. friends in Chicago who live in the city were like, I don't care, I'm not shoveling it. Yeah. As those <laughs> Chicagoans <laughs> could be like, yeah. should be, Chicagoans as a whole just said, fuck you, snow, doesn't matter, we're not going to shovel it, fuck no. you. And I think that was the deal. It wasn't frozen, it was just sloshy. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. And, every, yeah. and everybody was like, well, you know, you have to keep the sidewalks clear. And I think Chicago just went, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. I haven't had the people don't shovel anyways. When it's right. We've yeah, had so. enough. We're not yeah. shoveling anymore. I tapped out. I put my shovel away. I took the lawn furniture out. So. Yep. Yeah. That was it. Well, now in Chicago, you shovel the thing, then you put your lawn furniture in the shoveled out spot, in the shovel right? out spot. That, okay. Thankfully, that's uh, not my neighborhood. Okay. Yeah, it oh, depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go to certain neighborhoods. There won't even be snow on the ground, and they have their stuff out already. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> there was uh, last year, some guy took a pickup truck, grabbed everybody's shit. Put his alien put Craigslist ad up for free shit. Really? Yeah, which was great. Oh, he picked up every chair. And his neighborhood went around, load all up, and put a Craigslist ad up and said Mm -hmm. free shit. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're gonna put your if you're gonna put your favorite favorite grandma's favorite PVC chair, out in the middle of your front (laughs) parking area that isn't yours anyway, right? In the middle of a public street, right? So now I can't drive in that lane. Yeah. Yeah, you might you might lose that item. Yeah, yeah, that's not unless it's a rougher neighborhood. Then you say, you know, "I'll yeah. leave it." I don't want to chance it. So, <laughs> chance it. yeah, I, in their neighborhood, we just use the bodies of our fallen victims. We just right. stack those up, and that saves our parking spots for us. Bingo. It's Chicago. Who got shot way. last week? It's a good message. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it sunny out? Okay. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of murders. Yeah. Oh man. So, so I, really, kind of a, an interesting week for us because we are at that shitty point in Cleveland life where the bikes have been fired up. Oh, yeah. We own the gear. But 
it's the challenge of like, do you dare? And so three times this week, I headed out of my house with 75% of the right clothing. Like the jacket, awesome choice. Gloves, very well done. Helmet, full face, well executed. Boots, well chosen. Pants, now hold on. I've had wet fucking, I've been wet from the knee to the ankle like four times this week. The rest of me is fine because my ride in, once I get off of Lake Road, I'm pretty much clipping along at 60 to 80 miles an hour until I get off the freeway again. So even in a fairly good rain, it's only the fronts of my legs that are getting wet. Yeah. Do you notice when you come down 90 yeah. that there's a pocket of warm air? Like yeah. There's like one little pocket yeah. of warm air like when you get in a river. Yeah, it's as soon as you get in the river. Well, then well soon, we do that. They hate we, the atmosphere yeah. there for the rich people. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's where they keep the crown filtration plant. So the crown filtration plant is there, and then the other filtration plant that's north of, like, by Lake Road, that creates a vortex of poo warmth. <laughs> and it's, See, all those, it's all those turds warming up that area. Is that, I don't know, but it is warm. There's like a pocket oh, of warm air, exactly and then it's cold on the one side. Yeah. And cold so is on that the called the side, Cleveland but... Steamer? Mm. <laughs> that's right. What do they call that? The crown is actually a water plant, though. Yeah, I was saying, but... Yeah. Oh, listen to Mr. Technical over here. <laughs> no, those guys are pussies. <laughs> pour a little something out to mourn that joke that just died. Uh, yeah. The I don't. Uh, yeah, it's really Sorry. it's it's been really weird. So I've been like every day at work. I'm like, yeah, I got extra clothes at work. When I get to work, I'll just change clothes. It'll be fine. But then you find out when you get to work, you never have extra time to change clothes and shit. So mm-hmm. you're basically talking to customers. And it looks like you peed your ankles. Because <laughs> you're just like, the rest of you is completely fucking dry. But knee down. And that's that sign of like, I rode my bike today. It's like the I voted sticker. Yeah. It just makes yeah. you allowed to be a little yeah. more pretentious than everyone else <laughs> in the motorcycle shop. So if you can pee your ankle, it makes you pretty pretentious. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> I put my yeah, I voted sticker on my helmet. Always. <laughs> Always, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's where it goes. Yeah. I voted down, though. Goes on the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> I voted poorly. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you ride at home, Andy? So my main bike is a uh, DR650. Mm-hmm. So I got, I guess, I don't know, I consider like a fair weather fan. I got into motorcycles when the cafe racer thing caught on. Mm-hmm. And then I wisened up and got a dual sport. So, so what bike did you destroy? Oh, <laughs> which, which bikes? Let's oh. not limit it to one. So I started with a uh, CL360. Um, did oh, all that's the, all right. You're, those are good. They're a dime a dozen right now. That's yeah, good. did all the, the incredible stuff too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I had a CB500. That was honestly on its way out anyways. Mm-hmm. So when I did that, it didn't really matter. I did a laptop for it, like a piece of shit laptop. So <laughs> didn't matter. Um, I built two nicer bikes with my buddy. I did a CM450, which is not a good looking bike to start off. No, with. it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's, we just hacked it down to basically that backbone right. and the motor and built it up from there. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they're ugly fucking. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, and they're they're so. I mean, it's under a CB, a CM, a Hawk. Like they oh, just yeah. used the same bike and just slapped a million different names on the it. The good news is Honda didn't really have a lot of creativity. No, but some of the ideas that they walked through. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's my least favorite bike. So yeah, all Hondas. Oh, I Hondas, totally agree. But yeah. the CMs are. Yeah. They're yeah, they're hideous. Um, the motor's solid. On I mean, you're a mechanic, so you know better than I do. We all, I mean, they're they're a good motor. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're solid. Yeah, yeah. And then I restored a CL360. Like mm-hmm. I didn't destroy it, so mm-hmm. did a nicer job mm-hmm. on it. Um, but yeah, those have been my main bikes. But yeah, the DR650 is the 
when I ride pretty much all the time. Yeah, and I really do like them. I yeah. Mean, they're, they're great bikes. I do have the pre-96, so you have mm -hmm. to adjust the counterbalance every yep. time you do the oil change, but it's not that bad now. So. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So I had to buy a special tool for it, but once I got that, it's not bad. Very cool. Yeah. And Jess, do you ride any? Uh went all the way through the class to get my motorcycle license and everything. Yeah. The week I was doing it, found out I was pregnant with our daughter. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So I waited the entire year. I had my little thing to get my M class on my license. And right. the, the week I was like, oh, I have free time. The baby's born. My mom's home. I can go, you know, run to the DMV and get this put on my I license. I can literally it go and put It was expired by a week. Oh. <laughs> so most of the time, I just spend my time on the back of his That'd bike. That'd be so great. You show up at the DMV, you got a baby on your hip. <laughs> You go in, you're clearly fresh baby on yeah. your hip, and you're like, yeah, can you go and put the M on my license? <laughs> Give me my endorsement. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't like, about to do that. What's yeah. your problem? I'm not smoking. <laughs> I'll put a helmet on a baby. There's fresh air on the back of this exactly. bike. What's the yeah. problem? Right. Yeah. I got a child seat and everything. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'd love to. Like, uh, yeah, but it, I just got to go back through everything and take the test, and I, yeah. I sucked mm -hmm. at the figure eight because I'm a smaller person, so it's... Yeah. I, it's like I dropped the bike twice in the class, and yeah, it's yeah. the only person that dropped the bike the entire class. <laughs> what were you what were planning on riding? Um, well, we had what was it the, the six fifty, yeah, the three sixty, yep. yeah. and um, we actually put it. He used to make parts for an extended swing arm, so yep. you just little fittings, and he reweld yep. it for mm -hmm. the swing arm. Yep. And so that was on there, so I was able to actually like feel that'll drop the back end down all. Oh yeah, that'll kill your handling. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was it was comfortable <laughs> for me. I'm sorry, did you say it was a CL three sixty CB? But yeah, this didn't have part of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. sitting in my parents' garage right now. That like, was no ballerina to start together. with. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. My wife's was, uh, my wife, her first bike was a CL360. So her oh, first okay. motorcycle. When it was that's brand, nice. I mean, it looked like we stole it from the dealership. It was so perfect. Yep. And fortunately, it has these ridiculously giant crash bars on it. Like the mm. front engine guards yeah. were mu off of a much, much larger bike. Oh, like, really? Like a Triumph Rocket 3 or something. Yeah. It could, but it could like do a barrel roll. It could literally roll oh, itself nice. over and be like, ta da. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I did. <laughs> yeah, and, my, and jumped away. Uh, so. And she learned on that bike, but the same thing. I put the lowering links on it. So I put those little extenders on that were they used to sell at JC Whitney's. Oh, yeah. And they just re angle oh. your shocks out so the back end sags a little oh. bit. Hmm. And uh, it worked fine, and she did really great on it. So she really it's enjoyed like the riding. Geometry is totally shot. Well, again, like you said, Same thing. Yeah, I just didn't have far to go. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> right. it's not like that Thanks. was fucking Brishnikov, and you ruined it. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> that thing just went from hippo to slightly longer hippo. Yeah, <laughs> that made that bike way nicer. It's gorgeous, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely gorgeous. So my favorite color paint too: green, green, green. Yeah, yep. When in doubt, green it. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys how to save twenty nine dollars. Okay, uh, this sure. is a tip from your Uncle Phil. Don't buy. <laughs> don't buy that. Please don't watch. Please don't watch. <laughs> he changed the phrase. <laughs> that don't buy that. So that's a piece of Chinese shit that holds the handlebars together um, with lithium batteries and bad speakers. Um, <laughs> if you look at it, it is a Bluetooth MP3. I had it for a second. Oh, That's okay, good. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's a, a Bluetooth speaker. You'll see it advertised. Basically, it looks like a horizontal monolith. Mm. And the idea behind it is it um, it's supposed to play music via MP3 Bluetooth on your phone through that thing, and you can answer phone calls and whatnot for it. 29 bucks through the uh, usual scumbags. This one happened to be AliExpress. And ordered it in. Great. Great. Uh, 
decided to put it on the bike just to see what it's all about. Our customers are always asking us for like radios and shit for their bikes, and nobody realizes what a terrible idea that is until they've actually tried it. Buy a Senna. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I've and by the in the room right now with us, there's like seven Sennas. I've been testing them all, and Sennas and Simu Sennas, and uh, you know smells like a Senna. Vaguely looks like a Senna if you squint a little bit, but I've got a bunch of them in the room. But that thing is awful. Yeah. And what's the most <laughs> awful part about it is if your Bluetooth is not turned on. So at some point in the world, you're going to have to get off of your motorcycle, unfortunately. And at some point in the world, you're going to have to walk away from your motorcycle. And if you walk away from your motorcycle and the bike, if your uh yeah, that happens. If you turn off the Bluetooth on your phone, that happens. So as soon as it loses Bluetooth signal, it just does this. So it's like it turns your phone into like a fob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so your the, phone so, basically becomes a fob. So yeah. that that speaker is going to be a Bluetooth speaker if you're close by with your Bluetooth enabled. As soon mm -hmm. as it loses connection to Bluetooth, it goes it to alarm mode. And you and never you, lose Bluetooth connection. No, that never, never happens. No. Ever. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a, a really shitty device. But that's the worst, worst thing about it is once you go to the trouble of installing it and doing everything else and you plug it into a power supply, as soon as that power supply is activated, that's why you could never plug this thing into your constantly hot power supply because the second that that bike is... You're out of range, it's going to go into this alarm mode. And it goes into the alarm mode every single time it loses Bluetooth signal. And it is the just the... The speakers are trash. They're exactly what you think they're going to be. It's probably good for entertaining people sitting around in an environment like this. Yeah. But the second you turn a motorcycle on, you'll never hear it again. It's just garbage. Um, but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. It has an FM radio. It has an FM radio that really does not pull in <laughs> most any uses. channels whatsoever. Um, I think we're almost to the point where you could touch it now. I'm, I'm, nope. No, <laughs> Turns out we're not. Uh, we're not there we go. Hey, so now it found the Bluetooth, so it turned itself off. Now that that was very sweet of it. But the uh, but the one the my favorite bad feature of it is that for quite a while. It just did um, this light business, the light show. Where are we at? 13.2. Yeah, 13.2. We've got a voltmeter, so I put this battery in. It's a brand new lithium battery in this bike. And over the course of five days, this device killed a brand new lithium battery. So, so that's you, not good for a brand new lithium battery. That is really not good for a brand new lithium battery. And oh, it also the has the, uh, the full arsenal of flashing lights to get the attention of the law enforcement officers. Uh, Jeez. Which it will do endlessly. Uh, Until the battery dies. Until the battery yeah. dies. Uh, so yeah, this thing is a magic <laughs> piece of shit. It is so bad. Uh, I was So what I've done is I wanted to have a little test. I wanted to see what the consumption level of it was to see exactly how long a healthy battery could survive. Now the lithium battery I'm using has a safety circuit in it so that when you take it down so low, it doesn't let it get to the bottom. It clips it out, shuts it off voluntarily. Fuck you, circuit. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's, 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 a, it's a 
Are you that fucking stupid? <laughs> I'm a lithium battery. Compared to the old lead acid batteries, I'm virtually unfuckwithable. I will turn and into a rock. Earl the lead acid. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. At right. 3.2 volts, yeah. I turn into a rock. Exactly. <laughs> at 3.2 volts, try to drain me. You can't do it. Well, that's what was going on with that thing. And what a fucking mess. Uh, really, flashing. it's going to flash forever. It's never going to stop flashing. It is very uh, annoying. It's yeah. super annoying. Yeah, and a really old, yeah. like archaic LEDs. It's really oh, bad yeah, LEDs. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really really awful. And it'll be safe here, fine, as long as I don't turn off my phone or get more than seventy five feet away from the bike. Because mm-hmm. if I get more than seventy five feet away from the bike, it's going to default into the alarm setting. Which case, I can only venture to say how fast it murders well, the battery. Don't take it to Porco then. No, exactly. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, no, you should have. You should give it to Nick and let him just redo it, and it would be really good then. Well, <laughs> the real thing is, if you're going to be dumb enough to buy one of these things, the the only way we could figure out, Oscar and I figured out to get around all of these. Maybe if you live in, you know, the the. Longding province of China, and you're going to be using it every single day. On your cub. Right. On your yeah. cub. On your Honda. I thought that was your, the Longdong province. No, that's on the other side of the river. Okay. The, uh, but if you're doing that and you're riding around on your like Fling Poo 125 Chinese yep. clone copy of a cub, you could theoretically have this work this way because then, as Oscar mentioned, the second you and your Bluetooth sphere walked far enough away, the bike would automatically alarm itself. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's not a hell of a deterrent. No. You know, in, in one solid, you know, you could pull that thing off your bike in two seconds. Or just ride it away making that noise, yeah, yeah. realistically. Yeah. <laughs> you are in China, after all. You probably couldn't hear that. So, yeah, it's such a or bad idea. because of the smog. Right, or see, or see <laughs> the LEDs. Yeah. That's why the LEDs are mandatory on everything in China, because so of the smog. Sort of yeah. So, you know, you buy a cat, it has those LEDs on it. Yeah, anything, <laughs> you get a chicken, LEDs. I've never yeah. met a Bluetooth speaker that I that you like. like for a bike. I right. mean, yeah. you could buy the, like the JBL stuff is pretty good, like yep. just without any noise. Right. But as yeah. soon as you hit any noise, those things are useless. Well, I mean, and pretty much any stereo on a It's a pretty useless. fun test if you ever want to know how bad your speakers are for the world, comparatively. <clears throat> At 45 miles an hour, there's enough wind noise on an average motorcycle. We're not talking about the world's most aerodynamic motorcycle. On an average motorcycle, there's enough wind noise that it would take over 50 watts of audio to overpower that wind noise. So companies like Motoguzzi and BMW that were putting their stock factory stereos or their st- stock fer- factory speaker systems were usually like 250 watt speakers. And in order to hear the music at anything above 45 or 50 miles per hour, you had to have these things at distortion level maxed yeah. out. You couldn't hear shit. And that's why every Brocephus in the world down here at Smedley's <laughs> has got at least 500 watts going into his batwing fairing, which is really fucking cool for the healthier battery because Ohm's Law... You throw 500 watts of load against your 12-volt battery, it's going to tell you how long you can listen to your, you know, Leonard Skinner before the bike ain't going to start. 32 seconds. One cigarette. One cigarette, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to shut the bike off and, yeah. Don't play the live version. It won't make it through. (laughs) (laughs) Nugent, double live. You'll listen to the first quarter of it. That's fine. The... uh, You'll get to Wang Bang Swoop and Tang. It won't get any further. Uh, and that will be the end of it. Mission accomplished. Bike dead. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's just one of those things. This is a dumb Chinese accessory. We, I figured for $29, we've learned a thing. 
But now I'm so pissed off. The only way that we can operate is we're going to have to put it into a keyed circuit. So, of course, putting it into a keyed circuit saves you a power issue. However, you've completely negated anything that they were thinking about as far as like a security right. element of it. Because as soon as you key the thing off, it's, you know, this, the simple fix is to go to a keyed circuit. That doesn't fix the fact that the speakers sound like shit mm -hmm. and that the light show is blinding and. <laughs> The yeah. problem is, even with like a Senna or a, yeah. a Cardo, like I like my Cardo, like you said last week, mm -hmm. I like my Cardo better, yeah. but uh, you still don't get any bass response. No, you I don't. Mean, you don't get really, right. the sound quality is horrible anyhow. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're better off to, I mean, it's totally illegal, but earbuds. you're better off to use earbuds, yeah. and right. it's cheaper, it's 30 bucks for a nice set of Bluetooth <clears> earbuds. My JBL noise-canceling earbuds oh, yeah. were 70 bucks when they came out, they were brand new two or three years ago, and they were still expensive. I can function everything in my phone through those, even at freeway speeds, so I can take calls and answer calls and shit like that, and they're the ones that go around your neck and make you look like a chode, but <laughs> it doesn't matter, they work, and they're loud enough, and they kind of, when you put the helmet on, they don't just, you know, rip off your ears, right. so, because they're earbuds, and they work fairly well. I so. think the advantage, though, of a car, though, is like, mm -hmm. well, although we couldn't get it to work that one time between all yeah. of us when we were, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you could talk to each other. Back and forth. I but. think that there's going to be a point where we have a, a tutorial here on the Senna and the Cardo and the you know Fling Poo and all the different off-brand uh, mm -hmm. inner you know helmet communicators, because I think that if we sat there and we had a Cardo, we had I've got a couple of Sennas, and we sat down and just said, okay, what is your instructional protocol right. for joining a group? Yeah. So we could kind of figure out, do they all have something in common, or is it really one of these things where you, you know, some days you do it with your left hand, some days you do it with your right hand, and you're never comfortable either way. Where's the firmware? Yeah. Like, maybe right. it's a different uh, version of firmware sure. and mm -hmm. things, yep. so if you don't update your firmware, you're not going to get the... Apparently, so. the Senna camera one I just bought, the 10C Pro, apparently that will join with, you know, a monkey on the Russian space station... It doesn't matter what brand of headset he's using, as long as he's within you know five hundred. I think it has to go through your phone, though. Uh, the there's catches. different mm. again. There's yeah, different because because yeah. my yeah. I have a twenty twenty S, yeah. I think, and you have a ten. I have right? a ten, yeah. ten. Yeah. So when we try to combine, we couldn't. But I think there's a certain number mm. like you have to enable in the in on your phone. You could connect to your headset, okay. and you have to ena enable. Like you could connect to four people. Right, that's but the then, same one I'm running is a four-channel group. Right, and then you. But if you go into the uh, your phone, you could say connect twelve, and then yeah. it uses like different. A net. A it creates a different nets. Uh, yeah. And then the new Cardos, I guess, use a, a totally different. That is going technology. to be the most boring podcast. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a control guy, so I, I know. Like I like that stuff, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. 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 Well, we need a we need a certified expert to talk about it. This is the point because all we're going to talk about is like our own personal experiences. Right, yeah. that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, we've got to have somebody come in who's very familiar with the systems. Maybe we'll talk to somebody from Cardo and somebody from Senna and see what they can say. I volunteer to call and find out if we can get somebody on the podcast. Well, sure. I mean, that'd be great. That'd be a cool thing because I, I would like to know more about it. I'm starting to kind of dip my toe into it and check it out more. My customers have demanded that we carry this stuff. Some of the new intercom units coming out. I don't even believe they're using a Bluetooth. Uh, protocol to communicate. It's this yeah. mesh technology. It's mesh, is something yeah. different. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's a. What's in Canada? Fucking straight yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's microwave, so you can pour an egg on your helmet. Yeah. Well, yeah. we know who's not going to use that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what I want to use. I mean, I I need to get a new set. I have an old G4 that they don't support anymore, mm -hmm. 
NES is okay, but I liked I just like the Cardo systems better. I yeah, mean, I haven't the, used Cardo. The, I've only ever used it. So. The base is better. Yeah. Oh, there so. you go. Yeah. The uh, so yeah, I want to play around with that a little bit, and we'll we'll kind of dig into that in a deeper podcast. So, is there an addendum to the Widow Goldwing situation? It's actually, it the it's not the original. Oh, widow did you Goldwing. kill some dude? There's, no, there's more? did no. you kill somebody and make another widow? No, there were two widow Goldwings. Oh, there's so more than two. There's a whole underground, underground market. Oh yeah, no shit. There is an entire <laughs> underground fucking economy of widow Goldwings. Wait, wait, so, so there's two widows, or the yeah. widow had another bike? No, in the, back the, of the original house. widow is trying to sell her Goldwing. Still, the brown. I mean, yeah, yeah. whatever. We don't know what's going on yeah. with that one. Okay, that one is, all right. Moldy There's no contact Supreme. there. So I was at work, and the lady said, this is uh, Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. And Chris, Chris gave me, you talked to me three months ago about my Goldwing. And I'm, I'm thinking, is this the lady from Columbus? Are you working in hospice now? Yeah. 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 Okay. So widow, yeah. He's like an ambulance chaser for Goldwings. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a widow mafia kind of yeah. underground? No, so I talked well, to this woman like three months ago. She's really nice. And yeah. she... Her, she has this Goldwing in her basement that they used to ride, and uh, when I talked, Chris gave me in a number. In her basement? In her basement, but it's a walkout. So it's a walkout. It's like, I mean, it's not like... I get you. You have yeah. to take it apart yeah. and take it out. But, but that usually suggests a nicer bike, because it's in the house. Well. Usually. Usually. Usually suggests it. Oh, boy. So, How um, many cats does she have? She called me last <laughs> Friday, and I talked to Chris, and Chris and I rode out there. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, t- take a look at it. Yeah, and uh, super nice lady, but the it's been sitting for the her neighbor. She said twenty years, but the neighbor said thirty years. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? So it's a vintage seven. Oh, okay. Seventy-six. Seventy-seven. Yeah, seventy-seven. So it's got the nice tank. Yeah. It doesn't have that squared off, ugly yep. black uh, like toaster. It thing. is the better, right? Yeah, and. The body panels are in really good shape, but the entire bike is mm-hmm. covered in a like a rust. Like mm-hmm. I mean, that's well, like the it's called, it's called it's everything's pit, I mean, it's everything's yeah, pitted. So the paint's pitted, all the aluminum's pitted. Uh, it, the, the paint's alum- good; it's paint's just dirty. Yeah. But the, all the aluminum, the uh, like the fork the tubes, right. yeah. the, everything. Yeah. But it all does the have gas. the original exhaust, which I was excited about because yeah. I like the shape of it. Oh yeah, they look great, and it's a very good looking. I mean, I think the. Original two years of, of the, or the first three yeah. years. Yeah. That's what five, it is. Six, six, seven, seven. 78 was the year when it started to get a little weird. Right. And then 79 was the lost cause. Yeah. yeah. So let me interject before yeah. he goes forward. Steve walked down and saw the bike, and Sandy's down there. And the bike means something to Sandy. She used to oh, ride it with her husband mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. So Steve, right out of the chute, goes right to the jugger and says, This is a beautiful bike. Ooh. And she just melted. Oh. So can, can continue, but which continue. it is. I mean, oh. I, I like I like the lines. Of, I mean, certain bikes I like the lines of, and I like the early gold ones. I you are stroking, are you were yeah, saying yeah. it honestly? No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. never say if I I am honest about everything. If it was a pile of shit, if it was what a color was it? I would have said it was like black. It was black, right? No, no. I brown? think it's I, I think it's the black. brown or or maroon. It was dark deep, down there. Yeah. Deep, deep, it, was it was dark, dark down, down there. there. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark and damp. It was, the, <laughs> it was the color of misery. Oh, so anyhow, go ahead. So I mean, I looked over it and and I asked her how much she wanted, and she's like, "Well, Chris Smith told me it was worth a thousand dollars." Bucket CC. Bucket CC. And I said, "Well, you know what." 
it's been, she said it's been sitting for 20 years. And I said, you know, I'd love to give you $1,000 for it, but the thing, I mean, I, I don't know if it's seized. I mean, it's going to, you're going to put way more money into it than it's even worth. So I said, I, it, but I hate to see somebody take it and, and scrap it. Right, exactly. And I yeah. said, I, I'm like one of those guys, and I take like these lost causes, and I put it up on my lift, and right. it takes me a year to tinker around with it, and I just yeah. slowly work on it, and I clean it all up, and I soak it in coil and whatever, and <laughs> I gladly give you... You'd have to have a $1,200 <laughs> budget on for and just it, rubbers. And it did have the kickstart. And it has a kickstart, too, which is... Whoa, so whoa, whoa. Cool. So we were trying to figure out where on the really? bike... Yeah, I think I sw- I think it is still up front by the cans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's there's a huh. kickstart on those bikes. Yeah, yeah, the but it's like a BMW style, like a sideways one or something. No, it's there's the kickstarter is in the side <laughs> panel. It's in the side. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then you stick it in. You it's stick like it. A, it's so, a model. Uh, okay, it's like right, a model. Right, right. You put it in yeah. there and you yeah, kick yeah, it, right. and then you take the it yellow out. one that I used to have. The, the yellow GL one thousand I had had this setup. So uh, let me open this up in a picture that everybody can appreciate. You took this thing out of the toolbox. It was um, under the seat, basically, mm-hmm. in that tool chest thing. And you'd pull that out, and it would go into just in front of the left side panel. And there's a, kind of a, a, a hole, a receiver. Oh, okay. okay. And so, because okay. yeah. I didn't know where it even went, but I knew it had a Kickstarter. Yeah, so. and it's, but that's like a BMW. It does. Right what you're doing yeah. is you're firing it yeah. into a back by where the starter is. So kick okay. sideways. Yeah, but hmm. then like so when you opened up your, your don't call it a gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> when you opened up the right cheek of your gas tank, there's a clip in there that holds the the mm. Kickstarter lever, and then there's where the Kickstarter lever goes in, <clears throat> right? And it interfaces with that lever in there, and then you basically. So, and it's not unlike an old BMW because it does yeah. operate in a linear fashion, not a uh, axe swinging fashion. Yep. Yeah. But, so anyhow, it a BMW. so it has yeah. the kick. The, the so it lever. had that, but but mm-hmm. we couldn't find where to put it in to check and see whether the right. the the motor seized. Yeah. So because yeah. that's one thing I didn't know. I knew it had a Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. I knew the Kickstarter was there, but I didn't know where where it went. Where, where it goes in. Yeah. So I mean, that's my own ignorance. And, and, and one I, one side of it was up against a lot of. Uh, Basement uh, treasures. And also so you not see that. And then there was sawdust all over it too. So because oh, okay. they were working on the house, so there's sawdust. So anyway, I said I don't want to see it get crushed, but right. it's to me it's a it's a big gamble to get this bike and then put all this time and money into it and find out that it's just not it's never going to run. Oh yeah, it's you know? a huge so, risk. Yeah. So she was gracious enough to just say you could just take it. Right. And I said, well, if I get it running. I'll gladly give you money for it. Right. I mean, it's and that's and, totally and I, fair. And yeah. Yeah. Really, well, I've other, never given up on anything. Well, so the other part of the, running, the other part of the story was that she had a nephew next door uh-huh. who really loved the bike. Oh. At some point in right. his last thirty years, and had said to his aunt, "Yeah, I really want to come over. I want to get the bike. I want to build it up." And he's been talking like that for five years. Mm-hmm. And never walked next door really to look at it. So, yeah. so she pretty much figured, well, he didn't give much of a shit so about the right. thing. Yeah. So and then when, no, he did come and see it. She said he came oh. and saw it and didn't want it. Yeah. Because yeah. it was too much. It's too rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much so, for him. I mean, I understand, but I think with the intact exhaust yeah. and the, the problem, the only issue, the 
only thing that scared me was when I opened the, you know, the center of the tank, the air box was open. Mm-hmm. And I was yep. I wanted to look in there because I wanted to see if the rats had right. built a, mm-hmm. a castle in there. Oh, but yeah. they have screens, and I mean, there's screens for the cars, and it was clean, but it was open. So that concerns me with the moisture right. and everything right. getting in there because the valves you know, bind to the, the heads, oh, yeah. you know, everything. Oh, yeah. So you're going to have to for yeah. 92 years to free it up. But So... We came to an agreement on the bike, and I'm going to take the bike from her. Okay. And, and then, then she said... And then she said, oh, and are you interested in a tractor? And I said, hmm? A tractor? Because I love tractors. And I, and I said, Steve, you got to see this friggin' tractor. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, so I thought ahead. it was a lawn tractor. You know, I was just right. thinking, like, what? why would she have a tractor? Right. A real tractor. A lawn tractor. Right. So she... Goes into this garage in the back, like it's a walkout basement with a walkout garage in the back. And she's got a nice new Holland, uh, 25 horsepower diesel tractor. Really? With a loader bucket and a belly mower and everything. I'm like, holy shit, that thing's cool. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I've been talking to the neighbor. I'm negotiating to get the tractor. I don't know if I will because, I mean, there's such a wide range of prices for it. Like they. But but t- but tell him the story. So so Steve's checking out the tractor, yeah. and I can tell just from looking at Steve, he's getting pretty excited about this tractor. Yeah, tractors, yeah. tractors yeah. are awesome. But but Steve says, boy, I, this would be great for my property, and and he goes into a long explanation of his property and how big it is and how he really needs a tractor to cut the lawn and stuff like that. But Steve already owns a zero turn mower, zero GTR, yeah, and and she says. Well, I've been looking to buy one of those. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And, and so, get your chocolate out of her peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, the deal maker here, says, yeah. "I'll trade you. I mean, I take right. part of the, you know, take some, take my zero turn in cash right. for the tractor." And she's like, "Oh, that sounds good. Talk to my neighbor. I'll find out what kind of, you know, like, I didn't know the specs on the tractor because there's no labels on it at all." Mm-hmm. And so the neighbor called me last night, and we were talking about it, and, and so I still need to talk to her about the tractor, but... Uh, Jesus Christ. And, and she's going to throw the Goldwing in for free. Yeah. But the oh only issue is that there she's got turf tires on it yeah. instead of ag tires, which I really could I mm. prefer ag tires, yeah. but... And the tires are probably... Four thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! So maybe two. Yeah, right. That's well, size tractor, but wow! Uh, Holy cow! Well, that's a hell of a deal. Is the zero turn the one you have to dig out of the mud? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have a '69 Cub Cadet. <laughs> okay. But it's built like a real tractor. I mean, it's the differential is. I mean, the, the old yeah. Cub Cadets aren't like the the. Uh, lawn tractors you see today, yeah, yeah, they don't which have, like, are really nice. Yeah. These things have differentials that were like tractor differentials, and I, I've been using this thing for uh, many years. And the guy that I had me, that I bought it from, had it for 30 years before that. It was his grandpa's tractor, and that thing. It's got an old, like, one of those cast-iron coolers. Yeah, yeah cast-iron right. they, they run forever, but they smoke. I mean, it, the exhaust <laughs> track is the intake and the exhaust exactly. because they're blowing. It's got such <laughs> blow-by. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. But but you can't beat 
an old tractor. Well, I mean, <laughs> plus they have a TO30, which is a Ferguson exactly. TO30. Ferguson, yeah. The only year Ferguson <laughs> made a Ferguson, 1953. So does N plus one apply to tractors then also? Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Well, for him. For him. Here in tractor chat. Yeah. So then we got talking about, you know, how odd is it that here's a second widow with mm-hmm. a Goldwing? Yeah, yeah. And I said, that's probably pretty goddamn common to, to be honest with you because all these old timers are buying gold wings, yeah. right? And they settle in and ride around and have their heart attack and die. And oh, the wife's yeah. going, What exactly. am I going to do with this piece of right. shit in the garage? It's like so are the, both of them you know, around the same age? It's like buying Bukes and Florida. Or, or the, yeah. You don't ever buy them. Or the late husbands, were they sort of in the. Ra- I mean, I'm trying to figure out if there's a generation well, of. She, this of guy gold didn't drive it for 30 answer, years, supposedly. Yeah. Hmm. So he was on, he she's was on the leading. 62 or 63. He's so, on the leading edge, yeah, right. of, of gold so, wings. So, right. Yeah, yeah, he's on the leading edge. But yeah. and I don't know about Colum- gold wing uh, widow one. I don't know how right. moldy gold wing. Moldy gold wing. The moldy <laughs> wing. Moldy wing. Yeah. yeah, the mold wing. And both yeah. gold wings are kind of around the same. No, uh, yeah, Steve. Where's the one down? There was one newer. The mold wing was newer. Two thousand and eight. Yeah. This oh, this is a seventy-seven. Oh, yeah. So they're like not even. Yeah. They're not even the same. Still yeah, thirty years, years difference. Yeah. yeah, thirty years. Di- yeah, wow. That is, that, mm. so that's that tells you a little bit about. That's why the one in Columbus is worth ten thousand dollars. This one down because <laughs> it's in thirty Sagamore years Hills is free. <laughs> that's it. The uh, so put the who, line though on the. I, I'll say the line on the seventy-seven. Right. Is much better. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. The technology yeah. is not anything so, near. I mean, of course the technology is nothing near it, but just the the beauty of. The earliest gold wings. Right. There was something about them. I well, mean, they weren't like, invaded by plastic yet. Right. So the first thing about that first generation of gold wings is, as much as we make fun of the don't call it a gas tank, <laughs> it is practical. There's storage there. Mm-hmm. They're, it's kind of genius. The other thing about it is the whole motorcycle is metal. So everything on the bike is metal. And what happened is, as we got into the 80s with gold wings... We started adding wiring, we added features, and we added plastic. plastic. And weight. And we added fucking tons of weight. Despite right. all the plastic that went in when the metal came out, the bikes got heavier and heavier and heavier. Mm-hmm. And the Goldwing, which, which was supposed to be a GL1000, was supposed to be a sporty-ish touring bike that one could buy as a platform and add luggage to. Mm-hmm. And what it turned into was, well, I'm too lazy to go find luggage, so mm-hmm. Honda, would you do it for me? And they went... Sure, and we're going to have all the styling of, you know, you know, 1980s Windows toaster graphics, you know, and it was just all basic, like, 8-bit rendering of a motorcycle. I think it changed it in shit. 2018, though. I think. Well, yes, I mean... I think they, yeah. like, they started going back, not, I mean, forwards by yeah. going backwards. I mean, they dropped 100 pounds. Well, they, yes. It, it, they, um, oh, God, I got this great, this is a great thing. Um, I'm a Harley-Davidson shareholder. And so, uh, I, yes. I... Okay, wait. He's a Harley Davidson shareholder. I am a Harley Davidson shareholder. No, no. I bought oh. shares of Harley okay. Davidson a few years ago. I got pissed off, and I was like, "Well, they're never going to be able to keep a secret from me again because they have to re- reveal things to their shareholders." Right? Mm. Phil said, "I'll show me. I'm going to buy stock in you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Harley's at forty dollars and eighty nine cents yeah, today. It is. Yeah, and it's down. I'm going to buy one share. Right. So, so anyway, well, this is a this is a thing. And so Harley-Davidson, uh, which is on the stock exchange, they're HOG, go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. They've recently been hit with a downgrade from Wells Fargo. According to Chasing Markets, the bank lowered its rating from outperform to market perform 
and cited a weakness in the market for large motorcycles, hmm. tariff uncertainty, and a long road to stabilization, which is the third album by the Ramones. Uh, oh, really? No, it's their lost album. It's oh. a so long road to rehab. Uh, the anyway. So that's the thing is, you know, Harley Davidson has essentially been downgraded from what was always considered to be a safe stock to buy to being now just market prices, right? Uh, and that that's kind of an interesting thing. Harley Davidson, though, in response to that, had a completely canned. It was as though somebody called them ahead of time and said. We're about to downgrade you. Have a press statement ready. And they did. I'm sure that's what happened. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. And it said, there's nothing new here, Harley <laughs> Davidson told CNBC. Move along, move along. In a statement you, you about said, the survey you said results. A mouthful. Exactly. <laughs> there's nothing new here. That's printed on all of our shit. <laughs> exactly. Harley Davidson, there's nothing new here. Okay. Our advanced analytic capabilities allow us to deeply understand rider migration trends. In fact, our knowledge of riders informed our strategy to build the next generation of Harley-Davidson riders globally, which we launched early in 2017. (coughs) Bullshit. Wow. Okay. Uh, For the record, wow. That's some shit right there. And every single person that I know all says the same thing. Wow, that was a little embarrassing what happened there for a while. The motorcycles got a bit big. They got a bit heavy. They got a bit long and weird looking. Apparently, Jesse James was like methamphetamine coke addictive, right? And was that? BMW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks exactly like a... It looks like a fucking Harley bagger, yeah. Yeah, the new BMW spy photo that they released on Motorrad (laughs) is basically a Harley bagger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looks it's, like an electric light. It looks like an electric light, exactly, with a boxer motor. But the, I think everybody kind of agrees that if somebody shows up at your house with a 36-inch wheel on the front of their motorcycle and a 220cc V-twin engine made by s and s and s and s and s and s that it's not fucking cool anymore. It's not what you want to own. It's not the thing you want to have. Mm-hmm. And by that same token... <clears throat> People don't want to ride around in a 975-pound V-twin bagger with, you know, a hog patch on their back. And, yeah, fuck, man, you know. But haven't been haven't they been dropping sales for a while? Yes. I mean, this has been coming for If you a while. add up the percentages of the of the of what they've lost over the past 10 years, it equals more than 100. Yeah. So they should essentially <laughs> be negative at this point. Yeah. But, like, that is the thing, that Harley will admit to losses of a certain percentage or a certain percentage or a certain percentage, you only need to have a newspaper, you know, or Google and a calculator to realize that if you add all those numbers up, they add up to more than 100%. Or so, maybe they waited until they had something with the live wire and said, just wait until we have something new that we can say, yeah. well, we're kind of shifting our views. Again, at the our, moment, what I'm, uh, what I'm thinking weird. is when they had such a perfectly prepared statement ready for the thing, yeah. and it says, we are not losing. In fact, we're winning but backwards, and nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> and that's how fucking cool we are, that we're winning backwards, and that's the new way to win. And we've got a plan already in place. Don't say we're behind the times, because we're in front of the times. we got a plan involved for these little children's scooters that run on DeWalt drill batteries, and that's the new face of Harley-Davidson. We already knew about it. new face of Harley-Davidson is going to be a... Uh uh, finance company that buys them. It's so, well, and that's what nobody wants <laughs> to see happen. Yeah. Yeah, AMF. No, <laughs> no, 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 that's what I'm saying. That stands for adios, motherfucker. The uh, yeah. 
that's what I'm concerned. That's like what I'm legitimately concerned about, and that we see the value of this shit. Look, if you want a big, heavy, stupid bagger, you don't need to have twenty five thousand dollars anymore. Five grand will get you there, yeah. and it costs you five thousand dollars to park in front of Smedley's and hang out with a bunch of other guys with you know forty eight percent body fat. Bad tattoos that are never going to look good ever again. <laughs> and cigarettes. Cigarette stains on their everything. Yeah. And just bad failure face. Like, that's what you get. And if you want to spend five or six grand, and that's where you want to be, or maybe if you just want to spend five or six grand and you want to have a, a big, comfortable, heavy, dumb motorcycle that I rode around yesterday and had a giggle face on all fucking day, <laughs> that it turns out you can do that in America. Because... The joke has finally fucking landed. And what happened when the joke landed is it was like the Malcolm Forbes man mindset of, you know, doctor, lawyers, and Indian chiefs all had $25,000 Harleys. Mm-hmm. Well, sooner or later, that Cadillac Cimarron is just a fucked up Z24 Chevy <laughs> that is worth about 2500 bucks. The hell with the, the doctor who paid twenty grand for this Cadillac Cimarron or this Cadillac CTS that zigs or zags. Now some 18-year-old kid's driving it to high school because that's what happens to everything. And it just gets old, and the people that own it become less cool. So it didn't go up. <laughs> well, they weren't real cool to begin with. Well, and that was the thing. is, it, And it became a fucking joke of itself, didn't it? Because we've had people that call it LARPing or, you know, pirate role play or whatever it is. But it is kind of funny when you go to a club or you go to a bar and that guy shows up and you're like... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Check out Captain Jack's spare tire over here because he's awesome. <laughs> and he comes in and he's resplendent in like Pakistani black leather and like every fucking flare type of patch and pin that they sell at the motorcycle shows. And it's all from fucking China. And he just he just stinks of regret and like <laughs> he hasn't done a push up in 40 fucking years. And he's like a tough guy. But meanwhile, that son of a bitch couldn't throw a punch to save his life. Ah, that's nobody wants to be that dude. But he's got a CCL. <laughs> what? A CCL? Oh, a CDL. He's got a CDL. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. I think you guys are missing. A CDL is a commercial driver's license. A CCL is nothing. Concealed license. Concealed carry permit is a CCW. <laughs> and they all do carry. They all have concealed carry permits, and they're all not concealed enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all think, super not concealed. I still think the CDL is funnier. It is the funnier. <laughs> one. Oh, you like this? You see my Peterbilt? Yeah. <laughs> no, you drive a bread truck. Shut up. Boy, yeah. Johnny Chrome. Oh, speaking oh, of yeah, CDL. Yeah, yeah. yeah, here's the How's Johnny Chrome. Heal up, bud. Call us podcast. Woo! You know when we That's do this right, thing, yeah. give us a call. We'd love to have you on and talk to you. One, one for Johnny Chrome. A silent Carlsberg. So, um, last week on the podcast, we had made some reports about Pete and Tim's trip to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. But our local token Mexican wasn't in the house when this happened. (laughs) Yeah, I was was driving back from Milwaukee, so my bad. (laughs) That is the least Mexican thing anyone has ever said. I mean, I was was, uh, driving my burro from uh, from the border back (laughs) through the wall and through the pipeline and all that good stuff. I had to see the dentist. They had to go to Mexico. Yeah, no. <laughs> True story. That's over the holidays, but yes. yes. It's a thing. <laughs> I had to go home to Tijuana to get my teeth fixed. Yeah. Don't they? Where? In Milwaukee. What? They're like, I think they're Vietnamese help people. Yeah. yeah. Isn't, that, isn't Milwaukee like a huge population of Mungs? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I, I absolutely. 
my knowledge. Because they're, they're, they've been persecuted. And oh, really? That they, happens to be where they moved. They, they fought on the American side in the Vietnam War. It's H M O N G. Long It was like a. Yeah, they were tribesmen. I had no idea. And they fucked off to Milwaukee. Yeah, because the Americans brought a lot of them back after the war. They gave them like asylum, basically. Oh, really? So they looked for a place that reminded them of home. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> where's the greatest Somali population in the United States? I have no idea. Yeah. They have really? Yeah. really? Yeah. Where, where's number two? I have no idea. Columbus, Ohio. I what? Again, so, again, shocked and amazed. I don't know if it's the same story for that, but uh, there's a lot of Laos, I think, in Michigan because there was a church that would work after the Vietnam War to bring them Oh, really? Over. Yeah, a lot of them worked as, like, informants and translators and stuff in the Vietnam War. They were in danger afterwards. So, oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so a lot of them... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, seek asylum. Yeah, there was pretty much a universal mindset uh, post Vietnam War that anybody who helped out the Americans was, well, mm-hmm. yeah, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicest possible way to say it. Would you please step in front of this howitzer? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, not cool. So, a commentary regarding uh, your notes after listening to the podcast. Yeah, so I, I did my, my uh... three hours worth. You yeah. did your penance and listened to the My podcast. penance and last, right before we started this one, I finished uh, listening to that one. So a couple of comments. You, you did mention that you didn't mention that you had your passport, you had your driver's license just in case. If, yes. some, if someone stopped you and yes, doing yes, that stuff. Yes. In some cities, not even the states, but in some cities, if you get pulled over, they don't take your driver's license. They just write you up and then mm-hmm. you eventually you're going to have to pay for it. The, the ticket, mm-hmm. but on the older older cities like Ducati, <coughs> right? They still get your driver license and staple the the thing, and they keep it. And either you have to go to no the station, way. get it back. Yeah, because it happened really? to me a long time ago. When I started working at Ducati, yeah. I was like, "You're you're not fucking keeping my driver license. I'm following you back to the station. I'm paying the thing. You're not keeping my driver. You're not license. keeping my driver's license under in, any circumstances." And in Tijuana, for the yeah. longest time, they changed that up. It was all digital and just ride you up when you ever you your pay license your, back. Right, whenever right. you pay your 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 place, you're going to get charged for the for the thing if you don't pay it beforehand. Okay, all right. Uh, so oh, that's, so it's catch I, and release. I was also told too that um, their record keeping is so poor, especially in some of the smaller places. Where they, right. That um, even if you get a ticket, they write it up, they put it in the system. It just you just it never just pay it, and it, so it, is it, it never catches up to you. Is it common? That it's, hey, you're speeding, you're going as fast as we say you're going, mm. and the fine is 400 pesos right now. No problem. Here it is. Well, again, uh, right. Officially, no. Okay. You, but has, unofficially, that will still happen. Un, unofficially, yes. Right. It does, I mean, because honestly, people, people say that about Mexico, right? Nobody says that about, like, Columbus, Ohio. So the, the right. system says no. Okay. You have to go to the station and pay it up. And actually, right. I, I we did get pulled over uh, a friend of mine, or uh, actually, you know, from from uh, from San Diego, we were scooting around downtown in Tijuana on our Vespas, and we parked on the side of the street because why not? Why not? Actually, the, the 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 walkway, and we just went to uh, a movie, and then when we came out, we're just getting off the the sidewalk, yeah. and there was just a, a, a motorcycle cop right there. So oh, okay. Like, Shouldn't do that. I was like, all right, right. so write us up. Right. Write us up, and uh, we just, she was kind of worried about it because she was from San Diego. She didn't right. know if it was going to go back to the mm-hmm. States or whatever. Oh, yeah. Insurance and all that. So 
So we just went straight to the to the station. Just oh, you went around the corner to the station. You found the station. Right. It's close enough. And I yeah. asked the guy, I was like, okay, so you're, you're going to do this. You're going to write it up. Fine. Just tell us where the, the actual yeah, charge is going to go to. Because it goes to different different parts of the city. It oh, doesn't really? go to it. There isn't like an overall DMV that you can pay it anywhere. Okay. It depends on what, what side of the city the location is. You have to. It but the idea was clearly at that point to address the situation now. Right. That's, rather the, than that's let the best simmer. way to do it. If you're in the middle of nowhere and you get pulled over, right. then you can probably say that it was like, well, I don't know the city. I don't I don't want to get lost going to wherever you're gonna yeah. put the, the, the ticket through. Let's let's work it out. Kind of a scenario. But that's hit or miss. Definitely federalized. Don't do that. That's that's a big no no. Don't even try because that they'll make it way worse. They're gonna make it worse. Because then you're bribing them. Right. right, and and, don't, and they're insulted that you're going to think that. Right, and don't even right. and, and don't even think about even military. That's totally if that's you're offending them. That right. that shit does doesn't fly at all. Wow, local cops might fly. Right, federalized don't even try military. You're just putting a noose on your head. Really, it's, yeah. that's really bad. It used to be a thing in America where uh, when I was a police officer and I would handle your driver's license, I came up to your window and I grabbed your license. If there were staple holes in it. Mm-hmm. We had a whole different game going on, because if your driver's license had staple holes in it, then that means at some point your driver's license was stapled to a docket. Mm-hmm. And if your driver's license was stapled to a docket, that means at some point your driver's license was suspended. So usually, huh. if it had staple holes in it, we knew that you weren't just your average offender. And I know that sometimes I would approach your car before getting the word back from dispatch about what your driving record was all about. And so if I could feel staple holes in your license, that meant that you were through the system. But I always stapled a $100 bill to my license. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Darn, 100 bills always stick yeah. to my driver's license. Same holes. Yeah, same holes. <laughs> there are yeah. like 20 staple holes in it. I never, I never <laughs> ever had, I never handled a license that had staple holes in it that wasn't from somebody that was under suspension or going through some shit, you know. So... Yeah, that's really interesting, and that that would be the protocol for them. Yeah. Was just wow. just keep it cool. Just say well, and always be humble. Just say well, I'm sorry. I know that I was doing something wrong. Yeah. Just just tell me where I need to go, and they will probably be really cool, especially because you're not from around the place. I should remind people that what he's saying has a certain amount of weight to it because he talked us out of machine gun barrels and the actual mil- military, not the federales, not the policia. The, the mil- actual fucking military mil- stopped our girl. For having M240 machine gun barrels affixed to the front of her scooter, and they were rightfully concerned with where the rest of the machine guns were, because guns in Mexico is kind of a weird thing, and they'd rather not have them, and especially not military submachine guns and like you know squad assault weapons and shit. So I have another story about this. Just to to and it was Oscar and like nine fucking military people, and they went up in rank. The longer he was there, yeah. So the the two main things in Mexico going into Mexico is no drugs, no no weapons, no weapons. Right. That's that's it can done only deal. come the other way. Well, well, <laughs> well here's 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 the funny here's the funny story they have about that. Uh, back in the day, paintballs. Yeah. They were the fade. They were everywhere. Everyone was doing it. I bought a marker in right. eBay. Yeah. Got it to my sister's uh, house. She Notice you didn't San- call it a gun. She lives in San Diego, right? Oh, yeah. It's a marker. It's <laughs> so I cross the border, pick it up, go back to Tijuana because I just bought it on eBay. Yeah. I got pulled over because just random search. Right. Oh, you have a paintball? 
wait, no, you you can't have that. It's like, well, it's it's it's, it's an air people. Yeah. yeah, right, right. No, no, no. You're in, you're in you're inducing violence. You can't keep it. Inducing, inducing violence. Inducing violence. Oh boy. So either you leave it or you go back to the states and just do whatever you want. It's like I'm going back to the states. So I just went around the loop. So I crossed the border with the same the same guy. Right. And mm-hmm. he just didn't you just cross like a minute ago? I was like, yes, yeah. I did. So why are you back? It's like, well, apparently I'm inducing violence with a stupid paintball. And he started laughing. And uh-huh. and stuff. I was like, yeah. okay, come on in. Just, just Try again. Dude, just, yeah, Pick a different keep lane. It. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Pick a different lane. So yeah, that's yeah. a big note. I was like, weapons yeah. and drugs are... And then even on the old, on the uh, military stops, that's the only thing they're looking for. They don't yeah. give a crap about oh, anything weapons else. And drugs, that's weapons it. and drugs, that's right. the main thing that they're going for. So just... Interesting. Just, yeah. So yeah. even yeah. weed so, is yeah. no good? No good. No, even if you have like your little car thing in the states, whatever, right? that yeah. doesn't fly in, in Mexico. Yeah. It's what just, if you had a trunk full of bananas? Hi oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't trunk know. Trunk full of bananas. <laughs> Honestly, flies. I gotta tell you. Oh. <laughs> well, the, the only the only thing I can say about that, I haven't seen in any, and you can you can assess to that. Any military stops, I've never seen any dogs. No. It's only no. just people just looking at your it's stuff. It's dudes. So if you have it's very candy, edibles, or anything yeah. like, I, mm. I, I don't right. know. It's probably going to yeah. be okay, but just, no do you want to risk it? Yeah. I love how the guys saw that we had like not. the equivalent of a, a year's salary worth of fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, wow, that's a lot of fireworks <laughs> in Spanish. And he goes, you guys are going to have a good night? And we're like, yeah. And the funny thing was the place where we... Mm. Mm-hmm. I learned something about Mexico, and that is you never buy fireworks in the same place twice. Because you come through the first time, <laughs> and you're new, like they're new to you, you're new to them. You show up at a place you've never, ever been to before, and that's cool. And you go in, and you buy a bunch of shit, and you blow them away, and you buy them out, and everything's the prices that they were a minute before you got there. Mm-hmm. But this, the second time we went to the same place, we came in, and they literally pulled all the price tags off the shelves. Yeah. Every price tag got pulled off the shelves by the time they saw the first bike go by. So when we lined up 47 bikes in front of their place, <laughs> the old lady that worked there had time to pull every fucking ticket yeah. off of everything. And so we're like, and I'm like, okay, how much for the Roman candles? And the guy was like, those are a hundred dollars for 12 Dozen? Yeah, and it was like he was completely fucking feeling yeah. us out. He had no yeah, idea. So it's no different than Amazon. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first time you order something, right. it's cheap, and the right. next time it's bumped yes. up by two yes. bucks, and then if exactly. you go again, it's two more bucks. <laughs> right. Yes. Apparently, you really like ball gags. Ball gags going to cost yeah. you more forever. <laughs> Just yeah. bought one. Right. Here's another one. Here's another one. So I heard you like ball gags. One. Right. And I've heard everybody one. on your contacts list like ball gags too. <laughs> Phil thinks you like ball gags. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. We went into that place the first time we bought fireworks in there. I left and I paid the equivalent of 20 American dollars. And I had two brown shopping bags full of fireworks. The second time we went, I spent the equivalent of $40 and I had a Ziploc bag. And, and they sucked, by the way. Yeah. I was like, I want the adult size Roman candles. And they're like, mm, no, you can have the child size Roman candles. Oh, and also for the insurance, it goes both ways, I, especially in big cities. Uh, in this case, in, in mm-hmm. Tijuana, they have, even while you're waiting in line in your car, there's some guys walking through the aisles with the paperwork to 
give you the the insurance going into the states. Okay. On the way back, you can find some some shops that says just yep. Mexican insurance Mexican right on the side. Right so it's used across the border. Right. They have spots you can just stop right there and, and, and get your yeah, well, Mexican insurance, your bottles of water, chicharrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All in one. Yeah, yeah. Here's the greatest thing. You know how they're trying to tell you everything when you're in line to go through? Oh, yeah. There's a guy like waving wiper blades and he's like oh, waving, yeah. waving them in our face. I'm like, I'm gonna, <laughs> it's like in a fucking <laughs> motorcycle. motorcycle, dude. I'm a wiper blade. <laughs> that's, that's a good salesman if you bought yeah. one. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need one. Well, and it's very funny because he's like, the guy was thinking, like, what can we sell people? For their car that we can put on their car while they're in their car, oh, yeah. Yeah. wiper blades. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's think of all the things that we could sell somebody. Pearl whistles. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have like the equivalent of all the wiper blades at Walmart? Like uh, the, only the ones they stole off of the car. Yeah. That look like yours. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Do I? Do we have my right. size? The okay. guy buying no. his insurance well, that pulled the blades off and walking down the aisle. A ton of different. Yes, I mean, they yeah. always yeah. carry backpacks and yeah. Yeah. Costco. They buy them out. My problem with that is now they have carts. So to carry more shit, they have these carts, and the carts are really narrow. Yeah. So the carts are like 12 inches wide, and they have so much gear on them, and it's like all the Velvet Elvises and, and all the carpets Dude, and shit. Velvet Elvises? Oh, yeah. Dude. Steve says, damn it, I'm going there. Remember that? No. Uh, the, I want to cross the border. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, when you're on your motorcycle and you're filtering through, you're like, I got this, and you're jamming between like 500 cars, and then one of those fucking carts pulls in, <laughs> and that's like, it is seriously, it fucks your whole game of centipede up. Well, some of yeah. the carts too, they, they were like, they must have like their spot that was staked out, because yes. the dude has like a chair there, and an yeah. umbrella and everything, so you're going up through the line, and then yeah. you gotta like, get around him, oh, without yeah. like running into the cars, and yeah. it was kind of a clusterfuck. Well, and that's where it's like, everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna go down to Mexico, I'm gonna take my big giant adventure, you know, Starbucks no. touring package. Yeah. No, man, you want Don't your shit to be it. skinny. Yeah. Yeah. PR650 would be perfect. Yeah. 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 So you've shipped your bike there, or not to Mexico, but to... We shipped to Vegas. Vegas yeah. yeah. Are there any rental options for either scooters or bikes in Mexico? Yes. Is every... Are there? Okay. There was um, 20 guys on our trip, and I think four or five of them were on rented bikes that they rented out of Tijuana. So these guys flew into... San Diego, mm-hmm. walked across the border. The guy was waiting for him on the Tijuana side yeah, of the border. Took him right to the bikes, and off they fucked. What are, uh, what's like the daily on them? I have no idea. Oh, okay. It's um, BajaGS.com, I believe. Is the okay, name. I'll check oh, out. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, the guy's named Marco. You're better off looking that Marco. stuff up online, because if you if you go to a place like that and just think that you're going to find a shop that yeah. does that, no. Yeah. Yeah, Only if you go to the coast or, or some beach place, you can probably rent some quads and stuff like everywhere else. But, yeah. but for renting a bike for doing some that kind of touring... Yeah, I want because I want to do the Baja, but every time I look yeah. up, I get like Cabo Wabo, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Rental. I was like, not what I want. No. Yeah, that is definitely not what you want. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So yeah. the more beat up the bike, the smaller the CC, the better. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah this guy was mostly renting um, BMWs. He had like F eight hundreds and F and R twelve hundreds. Gotcha. But the dude was super solid, yeah. even if he doesn't. Offer smaller bikes, he could probably point you in a direction. Gotcha. And the guy was 100% legit and trustworthy, yeah. and um, he'd be a good resource if, you want, if you're looking for something. Yeah, I'll check that out. Baja GS Moto Rentals. Did you find it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. da, da, da. The, the Google Foo is strong Baja over GS, here. Baja GS Moto Rentals. There you go. So here's a fun question for anybody. Has anyone ever looked down at their oh, yeah. wheel and their tire and said, My... That valve stem appears to be leaking. Or, 
When I change those tires, maybe I should have spent the extra six bucks and changed the valve stems too. <laughs> Who doesn't change the valve stems? A lot, a lot of, of people fucking have. people. Why? Well, you can change them. <laughs> what? Why I thought they just got old valve stems. Well, yeah. Right. Your rubber's old. Your valve stem's old. Well, I guess because you don't drive around on your valve stems, a lot of people don't change them. Mm -hmm. So uh, a disturbing number of tires that come through the shop, the tire is four years old and the valve stem's 40 years old <laughs> or whatever, right? But you get the point. So the biggest problem was always when you'd have somebody who came in with especially a big heavy cruiser or a Harley or something like that or a bagger where the tire still has 4,000 miles left on a tire, but the valve stem is leaking Ooh. now. Well, yeah. there's no really great way to change the valve stem from the outside, <laughs> right? Really, really. Hmm. There are a couple ways to do Until it. Until now, Moose has invented the external valve stem. The special stem. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking genius. So if anybody's ever worked with what were what are called like rubber sleeve well nuts. Oh. And they make these, you know, the well nut thing is basically a rubber cylinder, and at the bottom of it, there's a nut. You put a bolt into it, and when you tighten the it's bolt like up, it's mostly rivet. windshields like are held on, rivet nuts. It's like a rivet. It squishes yeah. it on yep. the inside. Exactly. Yep. Huh. And on the back side, this rubber gets bigger, and, and it doesn't pull through. So it's a blind, it's good for blind holes. It's a good way to put a fastener behind a blind hole. Well, Moose uh, took that technology and created a valve stem that you actually... Take the old valve stem out if it hasn't already fallen off at 75 miles an hour and it extracted itself into the lower stratosphere. Isn't the lower part of the valve stem going to be bouncing around inside your tire? Probably. Potentially, yeah. But it's going to be in there with all my balancing beads anyway, so who gives a fuck? It's part of your balancing beads right. then, right? Whatever. Yeah. I mean, or, you know, Al Pacino's ring or my mechanic's left <laughs> finger. There's all kinds of shit inside of tires, I found out. That's genius. So this is the way it works if anybody wants to see a picture of it. This is how it operates. You literally have, it's a nice metal threaded valve stem. It's genius. It's shocking. Nobody thought of it before. Um, but you take the old busted valve stem out, throw it as far as you can throw it, jelly this thing in the hole, and start tightening the nut. And when you start tightening the nut, it expands up, makes an airtight seal. Bob's your uncle. It's not temporary. It's permanent. Danny's your aunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what... A couple of these will cost you, you know, about six bucks a piece, seven bucks a piece. So their price is in line with a regular traditional valve stem. Yeah. So now I'm thinking if you're riding a motorcycle that doesn't have an inner tube in it, of course, this would be for tubeless tires only. But if you're riding a motorcycle and you want to take one of these things and pop it in your toolkit for just that odd weirdo moment when either yeah. you spin out a valve stem or you, you kick it accidentally when you're washing your bike. Or, or you just find out that it's leaking. Or you find out it's leaking. Because a lot of valve stems from about five or ten years ago that were bonded valve stems, where it's a rubber uh, pyramid, you know, cone, but then in the rubber pyramid cone is a copper or brass uh, 90 degree L. A lot of these things, uh, especially Japanese ones, develop leaks real bad. They delaminate or something? They delaminate. Yep. So they're adhesively bonded or thermally bonded between the brass and the rubber. And it's not uncommon for me to go down to a motorcycle, go to put air in the tire, and as I'm putting air in the tire, I, I just, yeah. whatever. <clears throat> and then I, like, take the air chuck away and, and jiggle it again. And it's, it's like the intake manifold from a Yamaha. Yeah, it is. And, and all it is is you're like, oh, this, this doesn't feel real good. 
and make the mistake of pushing it in. Yeah. And you push it in, and you're like, oh, it went in. That's bad. <laughs> That's really bad. Because now it's going to come out. It's 60 PSI or whatever. Yeah. It's actually really good that you found it. When it is good you found out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And not at 85 miles an yeah, hour. Because you can have the catastrophic air loss at speed. If, it yes. comes, if that mm-hmm. comes yeah. out, the tire's going down in Fast. seconds. Remember, if you're going 100 miles an hour forward, the wheel, the valve stem, is going backwards and forwards mm-hmm. every Real single runner. rotation. Way over 100 miles yeah. per hour. Way over 100 miles per hour. <laughs> exactly. The math on that is awesome. But the smaller the tire, the faster, the faster it's going. Right? So that's that thing about if you did have a couple of these things for eight or nine bucks a piece, you throw them in your tool Wait, bag. Wait, six bucks a minute. Yeah, what are you fucking I don't know. Tax. Tax. I did look them up, and I I think that retail on them is eight or nine bucks, and I think my cost is like six. Hey, if so you got that in your toolbox, though, that's ten dollars you're glad to spend. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the tire pulled off. Right. Yeah, exactly. And according to the most expensive site I could find, they're twenty five bucks a pair for the biggest size they make. So everything else is going to be less than that. So as far as I'm concerned, that is cheap. Fucking insurance, insurance yeah. and it's for something that has happened to me more than once. Yeah. And what's weird is it's happened to me on via- on cars too. It happened to me on my car going down huh. seventy seven about yep. a year ago, yep. and the back driver's side tire went flat. And I'm like, Fast. what the hell? Yeah. So I, I pulled over. I, I put the spare on. I get down the road, and then I went to check it. And I'm like, Dude, I couldn't find anything in the. I thought I picked up a Pinch nail or right. something, yeah. you know. And then I. When I went to air the tire up again, just like you said, yeah. I could hear the air yeah. farting out around the yep. thing every time I took the chuck off. I mean, I've had, I've had several, and you know, my white Ford Econoline out there, same thing. As soon as I put air in the white Ford Econoline, put air in, walked away. Five days later, came to the shop, tires flat as a fucking mackerel. Did the same thing. Spent ten minutes checking the tread. Okay, go to put air in it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, just jiggled a little bit. But of course, twenty-five bucks a pair. How much time do you think I spent taking those wheels off, yeah. taking them into the tire machine, mm-hmm. dismounting them, popping in a new valve stem, everything else plus seven or eight bucks for a valve stem? Yeah. So you're going to say even 25 bucks a pair, that's like money well spent. 15 minutes of work. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It is. It's exactly what it is. So that's super cool. That's a super cool product. If anybody wants to look, the official term of it is Moose Utility Quick Stem Push-In Valve Stems. So long way around the horn, but that's exactly what it is. So one question. So yeah. I, I saw the design. It, it is kind of when you're when you're. Um, what do you call that? Um, like a rivet. Yeah, like a rivet. Mm-hmm. If you unscrew it, yeah, will it stretch out so you can take it out from the outside? I have no idea. Because if that's the scenario, that would be that would be perfect going forward. Yeah. Something goes wrong with that one, right. mm-hmm. unscrew it, and then you take out, put the new one in there, and Having you don't have to take the tire out ever. Or when you need I to would, replace your tire, you just take it out and throw it back in your toolbox. Right. Right. But well, I guess right. what I'm going to yep. tell you is, having done thousands of tires mm-hmm. on motorcycles, what you end up with this is more similar to a proper modern valve stem that has a nut on the back of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It has the same structure. You have force mm-hmm. being pulled. It's applying mm-hmm. force from the back side of the, the thing. Rivers, it's yep. smooshing out mm-hmm. the the O-ring, essentially. Creating right. an O-ring through that hole. Um, I'm going to say, don't ever change this. Leave it in forever. And then, right. and then five years from now, when you buy new tires, 
change it out. Maybe put a new one in. Put a, put a yeah. metal one in, and you're good. Yeah. Well, when you change your tires, replace your freaking valve. That's stats. Exactly. that's the proper way to do it, right? <laughs> well, I, I, when you're spending a hundred plus dollars for your tire, you might as well spend six bucks for the stupid if you look valve stem. Any of the new BMWs, even you look at an old F800 ST or something like that, those uh, valve stems are amazing. They look like they're from the space program. They, they go in at a perfect angle, they've got O-rings, and they look really, really nice. But the thing that people forget is, it's fucking rubber, dude, it dries out. Yeah. And so if 90% of the valve stem is cast, it's some sort of a, you know, an alloy, the O-rings are still sitting there on both sides of it, they're going to fail. So if you want to be cheap, take the thing apart, replace the O-rings. If you want to be you know, spendy, take the whole thing out, replace the whole goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. Valve stems for the BMWs and some of the nicer Ducatis and stuff like that, those valve stems can be up to 20 bucks per unit. The problem is when guys are like, well, I just got my tires off the Revzilla, saved 30 bucks because my tires got a date on the side that's eight years ago, but I saved 30 bucks and they shipped them to my house and I'm going to put them on myself, which is YouTube video I watched. Uh, <laughs> my back wheel does this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're not thinking about valve stems. Yeah. You know, I had a guy come in the other day tell me that he could change his front fork seals in his, in his Suzuki GSX-R1000 in 20 minutes. He doesn't understand why we were going to charge him more than 20 minutes to change fork seals in his GSX-R1000 because he watched a YouTube video and the YouTube video said it should only take or the Do YouTube it, video and let's see how long it takes yeah. the YouTube video is <laughs> only 20 minutes long and I was like dude off you fuck dude enjoy it have a great time I want to know about your experience tell me how things went over the next four hours of your life and by the way he only wanted us to replace one of his fork seals oh oh no and I was like the second you said that uh, your money's building. no good here. Go fuck your head. Uh, and I can leave yeah. pasta carbonara in ten minutes. Right, exactly. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there's just it's just one of those things. But this thing is a is really a That's deal that cool. you said it. Sudden rapid tire inflation. Deflation. Yeah, deflation. Right, inflation is up. But <laughs> inflation's necessary to set the beat. Right, that is true. But get <laughs> if your tire inflates while you're riding, then you got to really, a really bad problem. Yeah. Another real problem. <laughs> But yeah, getting this, getting this thing and having it in your toolbox is pretty smart. Yeah. And they're small. I mean, they're tiny. They're gonna take much room. And boy, on a trail ride or something like that, where you're far from home, there is no substitute for what this bike, do what this tool does. Yeah. There's no substitute. That is it. Even if you have a pocket full of fucking valve stems, but you're out in the hinterlands, mm -hmm. try to install a valve sometime, a valve stem sometime. I don't care. You got the long tool with the little thready thing on it. You fish it through the hole, it doesn't go well. It's never cool. Grab me anything in the bottom right drawer. All right. Thanks. The, uh, yeah, I don't think, oh, and another Guinness drought. Right. Drought. Drought. <laughs> <laughs> it's the drought of Guinnesses. Okay, uh, real quick, as we're approaching one hour and 20 minutes, just flying by, uh, rental. Mm. Motorcycle no. rental, motorcycle <laughs> rental is becoming very trendy. Like, per at a personal level. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's becoming really trendy. Yeah. Like, you know, Airbnb is turning into you know air motorcycle, and <laughs> I don't know where the air ever came from in the begin with, but yeah, but it's becoming very popular. More than one company is soliciting us on the reg to list a whole bunch of bikes with them for you know web-based motorcycle rental experiences 
it, what it comes down to is how well insured are they? How like yeah. blue sky scenario? If their company can offer you absolute guarantee of the health and safety of your motorcycle, like I guess I would say the uh, the repair of your motorcycle should bad things happen. Are you going to do it? No. No. Right? Okay. That's what I want to know. Here's the, I would not rent my motorcycle to a stranger. You don't know how... People get a mentality sometimes when they rent something. Right. Especially when they're not personally invested. <laughs> yeah. But they're going to flog the shit out of it. Again, We've all done it with rental cars. There are places yeah. a Jeep won't go. Yes. And for that, you need a rental car. Yes. Yeah. It's But, uh, Johnny but a friend... Yeah. I mean, that being I said, would, I would exactly. allow a friend to use my bike. I don't even no like the idea of borrowing a bike from a friend on my end because I'm always like oh shit like god forbid something happens I don't want to be in that awkward position saying I can afford to fix your shit but I don't want to be the guy that that it never feels right after that you know I don't want to fix my own shit after you wreck it exactly right yeah I'm I'm on the same boat I I wouldn't rent and I wouldn't I wouldn't rent my stuff up and I've loaned my shit to people who needed it Desperately, yeah, and they crashed it, uh, yeah. and it was an awful experience. And you know, you're in a position where you're like, "Oh man," you know, like they always say, "Don't loan money to m- people." Like if you loan money to friends. somebody, don't, don't expect to, to ever get it back, right? 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 So it's not a loan; it's a fucking gift. Ninety percent of the time, and sometimes when you loan a motorcycle out to people, it, it's like, "Oh, if they crash it, you made a decision to loan yeah. it to them." Yeah. yeah. My first bike that I ever owned yeah. oh, was a moped, and I let I'm, I didn't want this kid to ride it. Right. He was bugging me and bugging me to ride it. He rides off, or should we say, off he fucked. No. My <laughs> moped. Yeah. He comes back. His whole entire face is covered in blood. Mm-hmm. He dumped it, yeah. and you know, so that was the first time every bike I've ever let somebody else use, they've wrecked it. I mean, not wrecked uh, it, but no, they've, no. they've fallen. <laughs> oh, you're, the first. you're the first person that's ever ridden one of my bikes that, that didn't hasn't fuck it up. dumped it. Wow. So, right, in fact, there you Chris, go. the record. Yeah. <laughs> like Chris is pr- pr- like you rode, you rode one of my bikes. I did. And you were my zero when I first got that. When you first got it. Yeah. And you rode the BMW. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But those are the only two bikes. Yeah. And I would let you guys ride them. Yeah. But I would not let anybody else that I... And because I don't yeah, trust anybody. I wrote a zero. No, yeah, you wrote my zero. <laughs> but I'm just saying that... I wrote a zero for diagnostic. Not in this group of, of people that ride bikes. It was a test ride. Thing. But I would not let anybody who doesn't right. ride a bike... I've had people get pissed at me for me. test riding their bikes. They were in the shop for service. Who did not really? understand the concept of... That's right. I've just done yeah. seven hours worth of work on your motorcycle... Wouldn't you like me to go out and ride it for 25 or 30 minutes yeah. to make sure that all the parts I put in stay in? Plus, I ride, I've ridden a thousand bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I know a little bit more about bikes than you. Exactly. And one of the scariest things about the job here, when you work here for a while, you're like, I'm going to get a job in a motorcycle shop. I'm going to ride 15 different motorcycles every day. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. Turns into, people don't take care of their shit. Yeah. I just ride a bike around the corner that had the woogadies from the front to the back. I mean, the whole thing was the heebies, the jeebies. It was a terrifying bike. And this guy rode it here. 
Yeah. And it's got 36,000 miles on it, and he thinks it's fine. And I'm like, <laughs> you see, the, the problem is when you take your bike into a motorcycle shop, a lot of times they'll go out, and if they're doing their job right, they'll inspect the bike there with you. They'll give it a cursory inspection, make sure, you know, the, the pointy parts are pointy and the dull parts are dull and the rubber parts are rubber, and just kind of basically make sure everything's pointing the way it should be and it's not leaking. And, okay... But we never take a bike out for a pre-work test ride, yeah. right? So we take the bike into the service department, perform all the surgeries that are we are asked to perform. Once we're done, then we take it out for a ride. And then we, like, we're making sure our work is good, but we're also being aware of like other things that might be wrong with the bike. So, yeah, we go out for a spin, and we're like, oh, my fucking God. Are there parts of this thing still on the lift or what? Because there's no way he rode it in like this. And then you realize, no, he really did ride it in like that. There's you little the bushings. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> there's little bushings to the left and the right of every wheel in the world on axles, right? And you would, not be, you would be shocked at how many times those little bushings that are to the left and the right of every wheel on every axle and every motorcycle are just fucking gone. And the brake caliper is the only thing holding things. <laughs> right. It is the balancing of the left piston and the right piston that is the oh only thing God. keeping the front wheel pointed straight. And you're like, when you grab the front brake, and every single time you grab the front brake, it goes to the handle. But if you oh. pump it up, the front wheel becomes more true. Because you're literally squeezing the fucking rotor yeah. into alignment. You're like... Oh my god, I just rode that. Yeah, that's why I'm very nervous about renting out anything I own because mm. I got to think that if you had your shit together, you'd have a bike already, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Unless you're just coming to somebody's town. And that's the difference. Yeah. And that's that vetting process. So right. so what are the economics of, of doing that from the standpoint of It seems like if you company? list your bike for 100 bucks a day. Yeah. How much is it? You're going to end up seeing about 50 of that, yeah. give or take. Mm-hmm. But and see, risk. we're used to. They have insurance, is, but again, mm. what I've learned about insurance is everywhere there's insurance, there's a lawyer. Yeah. Loophole insurance? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Well, so, yeah. Sleepy Cinch, I don't know if I let him. Any any personal sleepy in the first name? <laughs> Look, I, I put naked Jim on the zero right when we got to the Vintage Day. Just so when, just nuts off when he was done, I put no. him on that like nine seconds. I was like, he's like, oh man, get anything in the ride. I was like, take the zero, go. And he was like, cool, great. And then he just promptly screwed it into the dirt. You know, <laughs> and he was just like, it took him no time at all, like one lap of the campsite, and he brought it back, and he was all like shit eating grim with like dirt in his teeth and the whole deal. And I was like. <laughs> What happened? He's like, Phil, man, I'm sorry. Whatever it takes, I'll pay you. It's fine. I fucked your bike up. <laughs> he was great about it. Yeah. But the same thing was, is like, okay, well, you know, that's like a $11,000 motorcycle. So mm-hmm. Why do I think Bagel would be a good rider? Oh, yeah. I would let Bagel I would ride would, I, yeah. he, For yeah. some yeah. reason, I think he would be, I would be trustworthy. I can, uh, I can absolutely assure you that Anything Tom does is well thought out, well reasoned, insightful, and better than I'm doing right now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, I just think he came into my yeah. into my mind because he's a very person. rational, yeah. sensible right. person. He's going to be at Mid Ohio this year, so yeah, that's we'll trust great him too. too. Yeah, he's a great guy. So you can let him ride all your bikes in Mid Ohio. 
That's but that's the guy that's exactly. done the cannonball how many times? No What's that? He's done the cannonball on every Vespa. time. Right. Really? Yeah. He's so written he across that, America. He's a good writer. I would like he to do that on stuff. the Super Cup. Yeah. He's written across do everything on the fucking yeah. Vespa. <laughs> you got one of the new ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. He wrote across Pakistan on Vespa. Not to change the subject. Yeah. But this is my dilemma. Oh, boy. Okay, so I ordered. I, I mean, my Super Cubs coming in in two. Super. My second Super Cubs coming in in two weeks. Super Cub two. Second Super. again. What the fuck? They're <laughs> <laughs> keeping it in the crate for me. Oh my god! But and, and you'd be surprised at how many people do this. Four. I mean, he said but that. But you don't have fuck off money. It's not like you know. No, I don't. It's not like I you're really, a million, I really right? don't have fuck right. off money, but. Yeah. I do love Super Cubs, but now my dilemma <laughs> is that they have two really, they have like three bikes that I really want, or actually four bikes that I really want. So they have, right now they're down, they ordered six uh, monkeys and they have one left. Okay, so there's one monkey left in the store, and I really would like to, I like the monkey. Of course. They have, a, they have a, a 2017. Would you like to touch my monkey? Yeah. <laughs> Rally 250. Okay. All which right. is. A, Phenomenal deal. Yeah, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. I talked to you about that. And they are giving those bikes right. Away. Yeah. They have a 2018 NC750X, okay. which is way better than the 700. I mean, well, not way better, but clearly it goes to clearly 11. better than the 7. And it looks cooler, too. Does it have the frunk? It, it has the frunk, and okay. it's got <laughs> the smaller exhaust. And, All right. And then I have the Super Cub. Mm-hmm. So my dilemma is which bike. I mean, I want to buy one, but then now I come in here and I look at that BV three hundred and fifty, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, no, that's probably, yeah, that's <laughs> right. probably the bike I should buy. I, I, plus, plus he needs to buy a tractor. Yeah, and, and, and the Golden, and and, and, <laughs> put a, and put a roof on his house. No, oh I, no, 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 no! Screw that! that. No, that, that, that can wait a couple of years. Man. That's small potatoes. That. That. Yeah, yeah. So my question is. What I mean, talk me out of this talk <laughs> out of insanity. Well, first of all, you you have one ass, and you've got eleven <laughs> bikes, right? So, right. So it's real easy to be like everything you're about to do beyond this point is completely senseless, right? Well, in some ways, it's not senseless because <laughs> only in your world. Yeah, yeah. No, because I want something. I mean. From a practical standpoint, I think the BV350 is probably the most practical Of thing all of the bikes you mentioned, the BV350 because is... Because I can ride it with my wife. Yeah. Right. It'll take two people totally comfortably, I've done it, without adding a single stitch of luggage to it, it already holds 28 beers, right? So without adding anything to it, it holds 28 beers under the seat, no problem. And it'll go 90 miles an hour. Beer, though? Well, exactly. What about her beer, right? <laughs> It'll go 90 miles an hour. It'll get 70 miles per gallon, right? It's got a super simple, like the riding position is perfect. The transmission needs no service whatsoever for up to like 20,000 miles. The motor is bulletproof. And I, mean, I love my BV500. Right. I, mean, it's I just, put 15,000 miles on that. And it's that everything about your BV500, but better. So it's hard to argue against the practicality of the BV350. Right, and that's right. what, and and so that this is my dilemma is that, okay, the Rally two fifty I like, but I already have a KLR two fifty. I'm sorry, and an, and an Africa twin, and yeah. an Africa twin. So 
I mean, really, that kind of that category. It's an is embarrassment kind of, of riches. It is an embarrassment <laughs> of riches. My, my dance card is full of that. Right. Category. And so you just want to have a just want to have a row of dirt bikes from well, no, because you have a KLR two fifty already. Yeah, but I I do like the XT two fifty, this the eighty yeah eighty one yeah. XT two fifty, and I like the archaic stuff. I mean, the thing kicks one kick. It starts. It's got no power. You're just gonna have a it's thumper forever. Yeah, it's gonna like a whole farm <laughs> yeah. of fucking thumpers. Yeah. But but I think the monkey's actually gonna be worth something in the future. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't think so. so. I don't think so. I, I think, think they're gonna, gonna make be, enough of them. They're right. going to be. They're gonna make enough. Okay. Like the Z50s. Points. Like I mean, if you had a, like the Z50s now are selling for ridiculous money. It's all nostalgia money, though. Yeah. Yep. And it's old man boner money. Yep. Right. I think so. Money. I mean, yeah, here's what yeah. I'll say. Let's talk about, let's not talk about the Christmas special chrome frame Z50s yeah. that everyone drags out. Let's instead talk about every CT70 ever. Because we, at this table, <laughs> we're guilty of wandering into AMA Vintage Days yeah. with a metric shit butt ton of CT70s, yeah. right? Trail 70s. Yeah. Going in there and selling them for what we believe to personally be fuck you prices, yeah. and having old fat white men buy them, them, right? So people like me buy them. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing: is when that bike sold brand new, right? When the Trail Seventy sold brand new for three hundred dollars, okay. A loaf of bread then was twenty nine cents, thirty nine cents, three hundred dollars in nineteen seventy two. Was like three thousand dollars today. Oh, so it's equivalent. So to it what didn't it's... appreciate. It did the opposite. It feels like it appreciated because the bike that was two hundred bucks or three hundred bucks back then, we sold at AMA Vintage Days <coughs> nine fucking score seven years ago. Later, for a thousand dollars, woo, for something we stole out of somebody's basement because they weren't looking, right? Then we go, yeah, we made a ton of money. That bike really, really super duper appreciated, but. Not really, because you would have had to mow 4,000 lawns in 1972 to buy that bike. And today, you'd have to mow 1,000 lawns to buy that bike. See, the monkey to me... Right. I mean, it's an old, fat, white man. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's like an ST90. Yeah. I mean, would you consider, like, the monkey to be, like, the same... Like, the ST90's kind of that size. It's a Grom in a Zoot Suit. Right. It's a Grom that somebody dressed up like to city, be a monkey. City Mouse, Country Mouse. City Mouse, Country Mouse. Exactly <laughs> right. But see, to me, a ST90 right. was like one of those unicorns. I mean, it's a, a, a ST90 oh. with, a, with a title. You're right. It's I saw one the unicorn. other day. Because you could buy yeah. one. You could buy any one without a title. Oh, sure. But trying to find an ST90 with a title. Here's a good, here's a great analog for that. So... Let's just accept the fact that the Z50s are worth, you know, are worth more money than they should be right now because they're, you know, they're a portable little ridiculous. I, I remember when I was cool, yeah. bike, right? Or I remember when I was a child and I knew what hope smelled like. Now <laughs> they're worth money. But how many years was that? Was that forty years? Yeah, forty years ago. Okay. How old are you going to be in forty years? Then. Okay. Now set. <laughs> Right. If you can't live long enough to see something appreciate right. to the point where right. it's going to be worth, worth a lot it. of money, you might it. as well ride the fuckers and just yeah. be like, ah! Here's another know. example. 1998, Volkswagen came out with the new Beetle. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's 20 years ago. Yes, it is. And so there's all these guys, hippies and whatever, people who grew up in the 50s and 60s, right. 
driving old-fashioned Beetles, mm -hmm. which were getting harder to find in any kind of condition. Yeah. Right. So a bunch of people went out and bought new Beetles. Right. And a bunch of people put them away. They right. sawed them away, thinking like, yeah. I got the first generation yeah. of the new Beetle, yep. a 1998. Yep. And in 20 years, it's going to be worth... A fortune. A shit ton of money. $2,300. No, thanks. Right well, we're 20 years in the future right now. <laughs> they just stopped producing the new Beetle. The Phaeton. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're not making the new Beetle anymore. Yeah, they're done. So, you got there were some people sitting on zero mileage yep. 1998 Beetles, and they're not worth what they paid for them 20 no. years yeah, ago. Yeah, and right. I think the monkey's the same example. Right. It's, you need yeah. to pick up the monkey used 20 years from now, not someone's basement. That's true. And that's when you'll yeah. make the money. That's that's true. They won't want yeah. You won't want it. Right. It, 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 yeah. If you're going to have a monkey, yeah. buy a monkey used, you want to fucking ride it. I mean, I do kind of like it. I mean, it's very comfortable. I actually sat on my first one last Saturday. Oh, you did? Yeah, I mean, they had one there. I never sat on one. I thought it was small. I mean, you look at the videos yeah. online, YouTube, it look, they look small. But when you sit on them, right. they're actually pretty big and they're right. super comfortable. They Steve looks like the like circus a, bear riding a mini bike. Like the SL, um, like the SL, SL 100. SL 100s, yeah. They have that like <coughs> oval shaped seat. <coughs> oh, yeah. But to me, my SL 100 had the most comfortable seat of any bike I've ever owned. I think that the monkey. Well, the Africa Twin's pretty comfortable. I think the monkey and the Super Cub are both. Fantastic bikes at being what they are, which is that four thousand dollar fun bike that anybody can go in and buy. It's a great alternative to a scooter. It's a great alternative to like, well, I want a, I want a cool fun play bike, but I don't necessarily want to own a scooter because whatever, right? That's a great alternative to that. And yes, they'll do what sixty miles an hour safely. <laughs> Depends on the headwind and the angle. Of exactly. The road. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, I would say buy it because you love it. Right. Don't buy it because you're thinking of it as an investment. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not, I, I, I don't buy anything as an investment. Exactly. I ride everything anyway. Right. I mean, I wanted to buy the other Super Cub because I was afraid. That you literally wanted to open the. He says he's going to open the crate up so you can see the bike and build a bar out of it. So put the bike behind plexiglass. And then drink it. Yeah, but I mean, the only reason, the, the reason, it's not because I want to sell it in the future. Yeah. No. The reason is because I want to ride it in the future. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. that I'm afraid that they'll bring in five, I mean, they said this year they're bringing in 500. Right. I called Sills mm -hmm. and asked them if they could get me a Super Cub. You know what they said? Mm. We don't even know if we're getting them. And October is the soonest you'll be able to get one. Because right. we have none and right. you can't get any and right. they're done. Yeah. I mean, they're done mm. for this year. So, if they decide not to import them anymore, yeah. then the 500 will be, the two that I have will be worth, I mean, not that they'll even be worth something, right. but they may not import them for well, 30 more years. Well, what's normal game? I mean, Honda so has been... So, let's say wear this one out. Honda has been the kings one. of two years and drop. So, forever, since the 70s, Honda has been the kings of, we get a great idea, we do it for two years, we realize we didn't make as much money as we hoped we'd make, and let's back away slowly, Right? So if they do more than two years and drop, so I, what I see for the Super Cub is year one is a very limited release, not much skin in the game, but it creates this sort of fervor for the thing. So year two, they can bring in a metric fuck ton, and then that'll tell everything. That's well, exactly that means what they year do. three, you can buy them for a discount. Exactly. Exactly what they did with the Grom. Yep. First year Grom, you couldn't get your hands on You couldn't on get one. your hands on a Grom. So maybe I should just say, hey, fuck this Ducati thing and not even buy it. Yeah. And then hope they bring it in the second year. And then if they don't bring it in the second year, then buy one from some guy that's not satisfied with it. Or it's not fast yeah. enough or whatever. 
Yeah, that's two people on a monkey, and <laughs> and it's not just two people. One of them is John McElfresh. And they're and both smiling. They're both yeah. smiling hard. John's looking a little surprised. That is some serious. That is serious nut to buck. He does like to it. Sneak up on he it. does like it. You can tell I like the. But bike. the two of you <laughs> giving him the old chorizo there. <laughs> the two of you together make that look like an old monkey. You can like barely you see the monkey sign on the side. It's like okay, there's a sign there. There's a monkey underneath both of us. Yeah. You're having a monkey on your back. I think the decision would be then. The BV350 is the most logical decision. I mean, for my wife to ride two Practical up. for you to be able to go yeah, two to up on the bike. Because my RV She's not going to go two up on the monkey. <laughs> no. Nope. Well, look at the she picture. Look good doing that, though. You can do it. <laughs> look at that picture. And then... Can you convince her to drive? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Half on the like a drag most of the time. Oh, yeah. All the time, yeah. And that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I think mean, there was an, a we lot of travel We rode to C70 downtown. My wife and yeah. I... On the passport. C- yeah, yeah, on the passport. No, yeah. Shit. No, it looked like... It looked like... Two huge people with a tire coming out their ass. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, you couldn't see any of the bike. I mean, you could see a little of the front tire and a little of the back tire. Fucking people a, riding a yellow stick. <laughs> all it was. It was yeah. very weird. Yep. And the suspension's bottomed totally out. Totally bottomed yeah. out. Anything from the 70s. But it did go up, though, 80s. when you hit the front brake. Yeah, oh, of course it did. <laughs> because uh, leading, link. leading link suspension, yeah. <laughs> right. And that is one of those strange things about those bikes that... When you ride those old bikes, the first time you get on a bike that has leading link suspension, and you're like, oh, this is an old bike, that's great. And then you hit the brakes and the bike gets taller, and you're like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> I, and I love leading link. Yeah. I mean, I've been riding both the C70 yeah. and the C125, sure. yeah. and I must say that I like my C70 better. And mm-hmm. I've been, I mean, I've been trying to dial it in. Yeah. Yesterday I was doing 45 back from City Hall. And I was like, I love this freaking C70. I just <laughs> oh love God. this thing. And it's like, it's so archaic. Of course and it, it is. It is as archaic as archaic. It can be 6 volt, you know. It's really, yeah. 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 Oh, wait a second. You want to see archaic? He just put knobbies. Super mega. <laughs> Oscar just like, put the world's most aggressive knobbies I've ever seen on a bike that has... Horsepower that can't be counted using whole numbers. (laughs) (laughs) It's decimal. (laughs) You need to use a decimal point to tell (laughs) to tell how many horsepower his bike has. And he just put literally the knobbiest fucking shit and fuck you knobbies onto a bike that really, yeah, yeah. It's it's an Italian. It is it is just an Italian hair dryer. It is not even a... Knobbies yeah. off his BMX bike. <laughs> These are serious knobbies, too, yeah. that he bought. And they're... I can't These believe they 250s, fit. 250s, right? 2.5s? They're supposed to be 250s, and those are 275. 275s, oh, really? yeah. yeah. 275s. Yeah. Yeah. They clear. They clear... It was like Shinko Golden Boys or something? What are they? No, <laughs> it, Boys it, they're, they're German, but I can't they're remember. They're Heidenhaus, I think, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 Schwalbes, but so when you have to just pedal that, how hard is it to pedal? It's going to be insane! Yeah. yeah. Get up to speed before... And we're pulling... <laughs> before the flux yeah. capacitor kicks in and it goes <laughs> oh, yeah. 10. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's governed the to 19. Yeah. Oh, and the plan is not to go on in, in dirt, it's to go on mud. It's just mud, yeah, exactly. Actual proper mud. Well, yeah, band camps. Which will make it better. Right. Well, I but, I what's that motor account the engine that's swinging? That's swinging. Oh, exactly. Geez. Yeah. The motor's an active yeah. part of the suspension <laughs> system. Yeah. When when I saw the tires first, I was like, wow, that's 
that's not fucking around. Uh, and then I realized that yes, this vehicle has one horse, like literally, right, it's restricted one horse, to one yeah. horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. It is an power of a horse. Yeah. And remember that the the, the CT one ten. Mm-hmm. These Navi's are more aggressive than the oh, ones on the CT one ten. Yeah. Like no fucking no. way. <laughs> no, that is gonna. The good news is. You will not be troubled by excessive wheel spin. No. No. It's not going to move at all. Nor would you have been been with the 40-year-old stock tires that were on it (laughs) that would turn to wood. You wouldn't have excessive wheel spin it's with those either. It's not going to slip. It's just right. going to. You're just going to get sit. stuck. Maybe yeah. if you're on a frozen lake, you could have got some wheel spin. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be it. So you guys are both going to show up with mopeds. Yeah. 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 To one of the most muddy, historically muddy drinking falling down festivals. Yeah. yeah. This is Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Band yeah. Yeah. This is Bandcamp. Why do I? Want to go to you that. have to go because you've fucking been listening you, to us bullshit about it for know, 20 man. years. You have, yeah. to, you have to go. This is the 20th the anniversary cup, of Bandcamp. Yeah, I feel like the naked jousting is something that it's we can't guarantee yeah. naked jousting is going to happen yeah. every year. It's Not a mixed bag year. of stupidness, yeah. like you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, naked there's jousting, one rule followed by sword fights. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're really selling it here. You're selling it. Yeah. Yeah. The only rule is you don't go on the, the football field. Yeah, that's the only rule. you like shattered your whole. Like body? No, 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 no. no. no, no. Somebody, no. Got, somebody got hurt there. Though. I got hurt at the Denver rally pretty oh. bad. That was Denver, yeah. But usually Bandcamp takes ankles, so I, I can think of like three or four ankles. Yeah. James's ankle got broken at Bandcamp. So yeah. last yeah. year wasn't the the guy with a collarbone? He got a collarbone broken. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of shenanigan related injuries. You know. Right. Maybe not the right safety gear. Maybe. <sighs> Too, too, much, <laughs> too much. Maybe alcohol. too much. Maybe too much. Carrying, yeah. But it's too much mud every corners. But it's like yeah. mud. Is that well, like it, the, historically it rains. It's like yeah. the mid Ohio curse. At least one of at least one day. Days one day. Always, it's, yeah. it's the mid Ohio curse. It's the same thing. You're gonna have one day of like wow. American uh-huh. rains. Like, yeah, it's just that time of the year. So it's you know June 14th weekend, and they're doing something smart this year. Is it's pre-registration only. So instead of having the burden of sitting there like by the barn and checking all these people in and credentials and everything else and just having to shit show of like, you know, whatever, this way they're going to know how many people are going. So you have to register before June 1st. And this way it's going to keep the numbers down because a lot of people still can't be fucking asked mm-hmm. to register, pre-register ahead of time. And, you know, you get a t-shirt, you get a patch, you get all the stuff and, you know, like for 15 bucks you can join the beer club and drink their yep. beer all weekend. Um it's pretty fucking That's a smart good deal. It's a very good deal, and they and they have really good beer too. So. Yeah, it's not like they're bringing out highlight. Yeah. yeah, well, that's hey, really yeah. Hey, you yeah. can't just highlight. I'm saying, though, but they're not gonna. It's not like uh, Schaefer Light. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Natty Bow. Yeah, uh, the uh, yeah Natty. They have DJs and they always do a great it's job. Just, it's just it's a really and it's a scooter rally. So like the idea of it is it's funny because it's a motor scooter rally. Where the old silverbacks have taken it to the point where <laughs> we're no longer bringing scooters, we're bringing dumber shit. Yeah, yep. <laughs> someone's like, scooter, far too mainstream. No, no, no. I've got an Italian folding thing. You know, like, oh no, what do you got? I've got a moped from the seventies. Well, I'll see you. I've got a cocktail mixer that turns out as a bar stool on it. We can drive it around. We have El Cocho with Alex. We have El Cocho. We've got Shriner cars, like little Shriner go karts. I forgot about that. People show up on the dumbest shit, and they like basically. What's that? A Shriner car. Oh, who posted that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. You see that? Yeah. Oh, was that you? The Model T one? 
Yeah, the Model T. There's a Model T one, and then yeah. there's two little Shiner like Corvette ones, little ones. Well, this one is red, and it looks like a, like a Stutz or something. Yeah, it's like a Stutz, like yeah. a Stutz Bearcat. Yeah, yeah. thirty five hundred bucks the guy wants for that. Yeah, that's a lot of money for a Shriner. Again, there used to be one of those down at Bonnie Bell, right the street. Yeah, from your really? Yeah, yeah. Yep. There was, and I mean, there's there's I think two or three of them listed right now on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. There, this is the time they made a thing called the Tin Lizzie years ago, maybe thirty years ago, forty years ago, that it was a replica of the old original Model Ts and stuff, but it was mm-hmm. done with a five horsepower Briggs motor in it. Was that like real a, skinny wheels? Like a Cedar Point? Car? No, Cedar Point cars were like the Mary Oldsmobiles that they had at Cedar yeah. Point. Those things were almost replicas of real old Oldsmobiles with a. Those are the coolest cars. They're super cool, and they had you know five horse. Briggs in there that would run for a million years, and you could run into each other all day long. And my Amsoil guy sells them oil. It, see? <laughs> but the Tin Lizzy thing was basically a thing that fit, like, one grandpa and one kid. And it was basically for parades. Super skinny wheels, very small. But when they came out, and they were new, when I was a little kid, five or six years old, um, one of our doctor friends, you know, had fuck-off money and had that. And as a kid, I was just like, we go to the house and we got to ride this thing and make it work. <laughs> but like a lot of low-quality things at the time, it was broken more than it was running. Yeah. You know, so in the hands, there are several of them for sale right now. And they, people all want like two to three grand for them. Jeez. So I bought a K-truck instead. So <laughs> fuck it. You're better off. Yeah, yeah for 2500 bucks, I bought a goddamn really. 1994 Daihatsu with four-wheel drive. And it's got air conditioning. <laughs> Fuck you and your goddamn Tin Lizzy bullshit. I'm going to be driving around with AC and the tunes cranking and four-wheel drive. On the wrong side, though, but still. It's perfect for van camp. <laughs> you need to get another bus, though. Yeah. We looked. Yeah, you missed the discussion earlier. Yeah. yeah. Apparently I did. There's another bus on the works. I bought the bus that I was looking at. The bus that I was looking at purchasing, if you weigh it by pound, it's less than two cents a pound for the bus. It's the biggest, dumbest bus I've ever looked at. But I really want it in the worst way. But, of course, costly. But as much as it costs to it ship costs it. more than two cents a pound to get it here. Yeah. It's going to cost yeah. probably five or $6,000 to ship it. But they're selling it for, like, $1,500. And, like, but it is, like, a double-decker. It's a proper European, <laughs> Japanese <laughs> double-decker. That's like, a deal at twice the price. Well, yeah. if you just, you if you just picked it up in Baltimore, on the top somehow made it back to Cleveland, and then just fucking lived in it, you'd be good. You'd yeah. be ahead of the game. You yeah. can make it into an Airbnb and make money on the fucker forever. Because it has two bathrooms. So <laughs> It has know. two bathrooms? Yeah. Yeah. And a garage underneath. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be a short person. Yeah. You have to be a very little person to drive in and out of the garage. But if you had a Shiner car, you could do it. The, uh, but yeah, that's real. Uh, yeah, but, but I did decide. I was looking at all the, the weird shit. And I think that this year is the year that I pull the trigger and just buy a stupid little Daihatsu K-truck. Mm. because When's the hearse coming? I pick it up next week. I know. I cannot yeah. wait to I see it. We're all <laughs> very much excited about the hearse. It's right now. It's in Baltimore right now. It, it, is? it arrived yesterday. Oh, nice. So it arrived in Baltimore yesterday. Just scheduling didn't work out well. So I've got 10 days to pick it up. So what kind of car is so, this? So in travel, <laughs> what comes first, the ambulance or the hearse? Ooh. Ambulance. If the ambulance doesn't make it, the hearse is right behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm working on the yeah. ambulance right now. I got a stereo yeah. for it. Oh, you did? Very cool. Outside speakers. I put cameras on the outside. Oh, really? Cool. 
Oh, that's super sharp. PTZ camera, so I could steer them uh, and zoom. Get out of here! No. And then I'm looking for an infrared. I want a, a, a FLI. A FLIR. FLIR, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. So I could see in the dark. Right. Yeah. So. Wait a second. <laughs> X, Y, and Z axis pan and tilt cameras. I with have zoom. those right now. Yeah. You right have those now. now. Yeah. You're looking for FLIR. Yeah. Is there something you're not telling us? Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. Going down to the Girl Scout camp. <laughs> see you guys yeah. later. <laughs> yep. Oh, did you notice that ambulance was parked outside of the shower room? Yeah, well, you know, they're concerned about our safety. No, but I do have all the lot umbrella of corporation stickers on the outside. Yes, you do. Right the umbrella corporation. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Committing to the yeah. raccoons. Yeah. 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 Raccoon City. Yeah. Committing to Raccoon City is pretty brilliant. The, uh, yeah, the, the hearse is just, a, uh, you know, how do you describe it? Yeah. It's basically like you, you backed up a Toyota Corolla station wagon. Okay. Into a 17th century pagoda. Ooh, sort of like that? Yep, there you go. That's where we're at. Is that rear wheel drive then? Yes, it is. It's oh, an awesome. inline six cylinder Toyota <laughs> 3 liter. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The ubiquitous. Yeah. It's, they, it's what they put in everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, is it a Toyota from the 80s or 90s? It's got a straight six. Yeah. yeah. It's like Mercedes. There's a very lack of creativity there. Yeah. In fact, with a lot of the Toyota crowns, a lot of that was all about being like, you know, some Japanese guy was like, what should we do? And they were like, what did Mercedes do? Okay, do that. <laughs> yeah, three liter, straight yeah. six. Okay, right. check. Right. Nothing new here. We're nothing new here. No. <laughs> so well, nothing to like, like the, the air regulator is like a huge block with a, a flying saucer in it. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Uh, the My Land Cruiser that I picked up, it's that same thing. You know, you, you get in it and you smash the pedal as hard as you can smash it, and it goes, uh, message received. Uh, that will be taken into consideration. And we'd like to enjoy, like, have you enjoy this opulence around you while we gently accelerate you to whatever speed. Yeah. So that's yeah, it's FCJ. Right? Yeah, it's FCJ Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. Those inline sixes are so bulletproof. That's the idea. Is yeah. the, the idea behind me buying that was like, well, I could be buried with this. And so then I bought this one to be buried in. <laughs> yeah. So we have one to be buried with, one to be buried in, and we're perfect. The, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's that whole idea. Is, you know, I'm kind of falling into this thing where it's like, I like these weird little, fuck, like super weird, fuck you little tiny cars. But then I also like the stuff that is like, well, it's either being driven by a soccer mom or a fucking Iraqi warlord, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's a 50 cal machine yeah. gun on the That's back. exactly yeah. right, yeah. And, yeah. So it is... We're six rug rats. Right. Either way. Yeah, it doesn't matter, right. And so the, the hearse was just... The price just kept going down. And the price just kept going down and kept going down. And that, for me, is like bait because I got too much Scottish blood. And it was just like, the fucking price just dropped, and it dropped. Oh, fuck. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, I did my research. Yeah, I did all my research, and I was like, ah, oh, man, nobody has one of these. Which is then like, all right. Set that hook, baby. Yeah, that was, it was very, at that moment, I was like, well, I guess that that's a thing that happened. But it really did, I mean, and Toyota Crowns things. are Toyota Crowns are very nice vehicles to make hearses out of. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to know what your there you go. If, you, um, if you need to see what that what's looks beyond like. beyond your DR six fifty. It's a pagoda. Yeah. As far as well, it's a what do they or call that? A, a Shaolin temple. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so Shaolin yeah. Temple. Future. Oh, right. yeah. I actually want to downsize. So, Seriously? Yeah, my bike has an XT350, and like, oh, yeah. I got like, so I bought a small beat up Ford Ranger. So now it's to the point where before I used to be like, oh, we want to go to Michigan, so we'll have to ride there. But now it's like, we'll just toss them in the truck and go. So this year at uh, Mid Ohio, I was riding around his bike. His bike felt like I threw like a motor on my BMX bike. Like it was yeah. so much fun. Like I <laughs> and say, this is an XT350. Yeah, an XT350. Right. Yeah. So going from the it's DR6, got a carb and a half. Yeah, exactly. It's right. that weird it's dual It's not a two carburetor. Thing. It's a 1.5 carburetor. Right. <laughs> on a single cylinder. Yeah. So I'm I'm at the point if someone had a nice XT350 or something half the size, I'd You know that last year at Mid Ohio, we basically gave one away, right? Everybody's giving away something you wait around long enough. Yeah. I, sold it to, <laughs> yeah. I sold it to a friend of mine for his kid, for, to be his kid's first bike. Oh, yeah. But after we had ridden it to Mid Ohio for yeah. three years and made it like the official bathroom bike. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And it was proper red and white. Yeah. It was all the things you want an XT to be. Yeah. And Is I had it up to 80 Dustin miles an hour. What? Dustin wrecked it. Dustin wrecked it at least once. <laughs> I think he had to get hauled out of the woods on it. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. But, you know, every... So I've done a couple of motorcycle trips in, like, other countries, and, like, the best time I've had is just on small bikes. Yeah. So yeah. we did Vietnam. I was on, like, a Honda Wind clone, so it was, like, a 125cc piece of shit. If you stopped in the mountains, going up the mountains, you had to pray you could get enough momentum to get going again. Really? Yeah, it was so wow. slow. It was terrible. I think you go I downhill like, for a while. Yeah, yeah. And double back. I think I was in like second or third gear going up the mountains. But the whole isn't time. it more fun? to yeah. leave a throttle wide open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way I feel about about the small bikes. I mean, there's so much more fun to ride. Yeah. Than a big bike. I, mean, I love my Africa Twin. Mm-hmm. It's super comfortable. Saw you the other day. <laughs> Although I didn't acknowledge your presence, <laughs> All right. but I get that a lot. But I mean, it's fun. To, it's fun to go fast, absolutely. But it's more fun to go. It's more fun to go slow at full throttle, right? Yeah, on a C seventy. So yeah, and yeah. around Chicago, we don't have necessarily like a lot of riding trails, so we go like on Cleveland, with, like we do here. Well, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we go on riding trails. We go on rides and we call them hood shit rides. So we'll go into shittier areas and just tear it around there, and just having like a smaller bike to do it on is just. Now, see, it's the it's opposite fun. here in Cleveland. Like the guys come out. Right. Oh, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. wilding rides. Yeah, yeah we is. don't have yeah. that in Chicago yet. Right. So, so you like go to the South Side and dodge bullets or something. So I live on the South Side, <laughs> but uh, you go to Indiana, you get some like shut down factories and stuff. Gary? And, yeah, mm-hmm. Gary. There's a lot of just open land out there you go riding in. Um, there's a lot of like old steel mills that are shut down along the lake and stuff. So it's just fun to ride around that stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but after I got my small truck, I was like, there's no need to have a huge bike that's big enough to drive. It's not even fun riding all the way to Michigan. You're on the bike for four hours before you yeah. hit anything. And you can ride all along, so. Yeah, my tires just, you know, the knobby knobs. Are, before yeah, we, we did like a six-hour ride, and there and back, my tires were destroyed. So it's just, oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I did that. And then Costa Rica, we did, like, they have the Honda NX400 or something yeah. like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Super comfortable bike. It's like a weird... They call it a hawk, don't they? It's I think it's a hawk. Yeah, it's not quite a dual sport. It's not quite... It's good in-between bike. It's like a street bike made for third world roads. Yeah, exactly. It was... You need that around in Cleveland. Yeah. No, it's, it's a perfect world. urban bike. Yeah. You, know, you can go over curbs with it. The roads are so bad here. And I don't know how Chicago is, but yeah. there's so many potholes in this city. That is it seasonal here? Is it all year round? I mean, Chicago, it's you know, seasonal. Them, but yeah. 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 which city you're in, Spring too. is the worst, though. Yeah. yeah. Our uh, areas are divided up by wards, so it's the aldermen who kind of put more t- money towards fixing the potholes. Some do, some don't, so... 
It's hit and miss depending on the neighborhood, but usually by the summer they got together. So yeah, Lakewood is shit, but Rocky. River. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what, so what hey, Patrick was actually gold nuggets in Rocky River. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm on the far south side. So uh, if anyone's familiar with it, like Beverly Morgan Park. Yeah. So it's uh, you go far enough south where it gets nice again, and then mm-hmm. yeah, then you hit the suburbs right after that. Yeah. So yeah. I, know, I, I used to go to Chicago all the time. Oh, did and, you? Yeah, and my, my sister-in-law lives in uh, Barrington. Barrington, okay. Yeah, so that's a, like the west side of, like the midwest side of Chicago. Suburb, yeah. But I, I love Ed DeBevix. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just throw napkins at each other. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, they closed. They did? Yeah. Oh no! I know you got to find another. I'm not going to go to Chicago. Yeah, anymore. another tourist trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. you could go to Dave and Buster's. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have one here, so I don't need to go. Never been to one, but uh, there's <laughs> none. Burgos. I know a lot of other food. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing they probably sold off the rights of the name and someone oh. bought and reopened it. But yeah, it's still the same location, and everything. So yeah, I don't just go to Tony no. and be done with it. Uh, you know, I'll take it. Original Tony Packers was good, and then the new one was like. Well, you know, it's yeah, it's in Chicago, Kumas. Yeah, I have not Kumas? been there. Oh, I know yeah. they had a terrible. Uh, they got shut down. They had a bunch of alcohol violations. But God, like, man. in the, like, in the new it. place or in the the original corner? I think one? the original one. So. Yeah, it was kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was that, like, that's kind of part of the cool. I, I mean, that's the idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I went to Mino's in Chicago, and they, and they said. You're lucky you got here this week because we were closed last week for the rat infestation. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a riot. Like some buzzboy who didn't know better came up to you and told yeah, you that. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Thanks for rat that. Infestation. <laughs> that was on the sign out front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're clean. No, rat pizza. <laughs> Do you have the jap rings or the fur? Yes, exactly. Yep. And you know, I didn't. I didn't realize that if you ordered a sausage pizza in Chicago, mm-hmm. you get a piece of sausage like this big. You have <laughs> to order it from, yeah, it's basically like, the top of the pizza ahead. is one patty. Yeah, right. And, right. and you have to order crumble to get it like they make it in Cleveland. You know so. what? I think that must. Do you just order from a specific place, or yeah, you have that place that I think it was? That, oh, Nino's, you know, yeah. yeah. There's Nino's. There's Nona's. I don't think people realize like in Chicago. <laughs> Pizza places are so diversified. They're so diversified. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's really like... It's like, where are you get like... Yeah, yeah, everybody, I mean, I don't know many people... Like, I mean, a lot of people know like, people in Chicago don't eat deep dish. Like, oh, one guy yeah. used... One of our suppliers used to send us Luminati's. Oh, yeah. So, but Luminati's yeah. are, like, literally a novelty pizza. Right. it is the definition... It is the Wikipedia definition of what a Chicago deep dish pizza yeah. should be. And so they would send them to us on dry ice, pre-cooked. So this thing would co- show up, and then, of course, you'd have to read the box about, like, because there's just the thawing instructions, yeah. and then there's the e- heating instructions. Don't want to screw it and up. it's not like throw it in the fucking oven at 350 for 20 minutes, <laughs> like every pizza here, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a whole method for <laughs> cooking them. And you're like, okay, once you've committed to the whole bakery aspect of making your Luminati <laughs> pizza, yeah. then... Um, were they like pre-bakes? They, then just no, they're, they're just pre-bakes. thrashed the garbage can. Right, right. <laughs> no, they're, they're just... Yeah, it's like a lasagna. It's like a lasagna, exactly. Yeah. It's a yeah, round it's lasagna. Thank Because, like, Samoski's is one, like, the best pizza in the country for, like, many years. And so this place is, like, just south of Cleveland. Okay. And they make you, you can get a pizza, whatever, you can get one of their, like, signature pizzas that wins, mm-hmm. or you can get a, they call it a pre-bake, and they give you a pizza that is not baked. 
And that, I mean, it's like, so you could just take it home, right. throw it in your oven, and bake it in your own oven, and make a, like a hot, like, it's not a rewarmed pizza, yeah. it's a baked pizza. It's the Jordan. I mean, there's a guy in the back ripping open the Jordan. National Appearance European Vacation. Yeah, yeah. So we had a motorcycle come into the shop, I think it was yesterday. And uh, This is a motorcycle show. It right? is a motorcycle yeah. show. Sorry, we, we had a bike come into the shop. The food on a, show is done. And it shows up on a rollback, which Squirrel. is always a good sign. And it's uh, 2016 or whatever, 2017, Royal Enfield, um, Continental GT, the cafe racer, the red one, right? Mm. With the 535 motor, and it's just, oh, they're just very pretty looking, right? So that was a handsome bike. It's a very handsome bike, and it rolls off the rollback. And the young guy who's driving the truck comes in, <laughs> and he comes in, and he goes, "Hey, uh, this bike I just brought you." I said, "Okay." Customer complained of a front brake dragging or squeaking, and left shifter a shifter maybe out of index. Right, so you know the shifters. You know shifters have a spline, yeah. mm-hmm. so oh, there's yeah. a, a shaft with splines mm-hmm. on it, and then you can loosen the nut mm-hmm. on the back of the shifter thing and arrange it in various mm-hmm. different orientations for mm-hmm. how big or your feet are, steel toes, boots, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Most motorcycles, you can adjust the angle of the shifter simply by loosening up a pinch Just, bolt, taking it off, rotating it a few degrees, and putting mm-hmm. it back on again. Everything's fine. So when the guy says there's something wrong with the alignment to the shift lever, we think, well, okay, you know, we'll here you go. Got all these years of working on motorcycles. I guess I can do this <laughs> yeah. for you too, right? So I'll index your shift lever for you. So the guy comes in and he goes, I just got to let you know, just so you don't think we damaged it on the truck. Because when it came in, it was upright on a rollbacks, which is motorcycles upright on rollbacks look weird because it's a motorcycle on a whole lot of truck. And it's pretty high up in the air. So, you know, they, they undo the, the rollback tips back and the guy's holding mm. the brake and he just like gently backs her off. He goes, it's stuck in gear. I can't get it to shift. And the shift lever just is just dangling. Hmm. Well, that doesn't sound like the problem. So I go out and investigate. Sure shit. You can make his shift lever go all the way around the clock. <laughs> I've had some Chinese motors like that. <laughs> okay. So the shift lever literally has no resistance anywhere. And I went, well, that's special. But then more interestingly is the shift lever can move laterally sheared off it can move laterally about three inches Mm. and and it sliding it out away from the motorcycle about three inches it'll still make a full 360 degree rotation at that point you could use it as a windmill whatever so me being me at this point i'm like well that's fun i put the bike up on center stand and well it's clearly it's in a gear Right, it is. There's a gear involved, and it's in it. The clutch is functioning. Okay, great. So, wasn't there a Royal Enfield like uh, transmission recall? There was an upgrade that they did many years before this. Many years before this. Two thousand unrelated issue. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they upgraded the transmissions, and these transmissions are all the high performance transmissions with square cut gears and everything else. So, yeah. So it's like, ooh, this is weird. So I go ahead and I fuck it. I'll just start the bike. So turn the key on. Battery's good. Pull the clutch in. All right, why not? Seems fair. Um, and activate the enrichener and stab the start button. And it gives it about like four turns and then the battery dies. 
So all the the last fourteen electrons were like, we're giving end up. So I was like, fuck it, Royal Enfields have a Kickstarter. So, but you can't hold the clutch in while you're kickstarting it because obvious reasons. The clutch is between you and the kicking. So I let the clutch out, which means we are direct drive to the back wheel at this point, folks. Yeah. The good news is we're on center stand. Bad news is don't try this at home. So I give it like 17 slow kicks with the enrichner on and listening for the sound of more electrons building because this is a fuel-injected motorcycle and you're not supposed to kickstart fuel-injected motorcycles that have batteries because, well, electricity comes from somewhere. And if the battery doesn't have any more, then your leg is the only thing making it. Mm -hmm. So you have to fire the fuel injector, but also then fire the coils based on just you moving the flywheel around the stator, which is amazing when you think about it. It's probably still got a magneto. It, well, yeah, I wish. So after 18 slow kicks, I give it one good one, and fortunately, because the Richner on a fuel injectored bike, figure that one out, um, was pulled. It did cook, 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 and, it, and after hanging on to a while, I eventually got her to come up onto a bit of an idle. And, of course, back wheel is just yeah. flinging around, yeah. you know? Yeah. It is just... It's in a high gear, then? Or? It's in a gear, yeah. you know? Again, can't tell from the outside because, well, shift lever is pointing at Euclid Avenue right now. It <laughs> has nothing to do with anything at this point. Yeah, it looks like the uh, Kickstarter on the Goldwing. Right. So what I tried was I was like, okay, well, now that it's moving, let's move the shift lever around and see if anything with the shift lever makes any kind of clattering inside the transmission or what was on the end of that shift lever has that just vaporized back into like recycled boat holes or whatever that <laughs> india makes their bikes out of and uh cancer and i did that and nothing engaged nothing at no point ever was the motor and the transmission and what used to be the shift lever ever having any interference moments at all the woodruff key fell out well, who knows, but what we know is the customer apparently took off the left side cover to look in there, but all you really get to see when you take that left side cover off is like just the basics of mechanism. Like you're not seeing into the transmission. This is the this is the amateur's area here where you can pull like the clutch cable adjustment and stuff is all over there. It's all pretty low grade at that point. You're not like at risk of losing anything fun. You can take that one off. Like that's that like those are those 14 bolts that are easy to get out. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a real fun thing. I want to let the podcast listeners know what we find when we take this motor apart because it has 3,200 miles on it. And the customer said he was been having gradually more problems getting it into gear. And I went, okay. So what he's been doing is having to have to push the gear selector level lever harder and harder every time he tries to get the bike into gear. But the clutch was going out of adjustment and then he had a I almost wonder if it's one of those things where it was like maybe you're not far off with the Woodruff key being missing and then it's just being held on by sheer bolt tension but then at some point he's having to push it harder and harder to get it into gear and he just was like god damn it go into gear you fucking kicked it and then he kicked it and he ran into like a whole structure of cast you know Indianium or whatever they use to make motorcycles out of there. Because I can tell you it's a unique alloy. Like, we have taken a lot of these apart. The the metal that they're using in those motorcycles... Melted down gas grills. Or whatever. <laughs> I mean, remember, this is where big metal things go to get cut up and made into smaller metal things. 
Like, this is every boat in the world that isn't a boat anymore gets beached somewhere in India, and 9,000 children attack it without wearing masks or eye protection. Wait, with the new Harleys. Burning bars. Oh, new- I don't know. They're made in India, too. <laughs> nobody knows because nobody ever bought one, so we have no idea if anybody's ever right. Yeah, but... Yeah, and so there's have been... Like, I have a history of dealing with metal from India that I'm holding in my hands, and it doesn't feel like what other gears are made of, and it doesn't feel like what other cases are made of. It would be interesting to see... to take the plug out and see how much shavings and all that yeah. crap from the, from right. the transmission yeah. What's What's out. there? What actually is going to so, come So, yeah, out? when we get this thing apart, we're Just right now... A couple <laughs> gears. <laughs> what's that? You doing warranty service on this? No, this bike's a couple of years old. It's outside of warranty. But it's 3,200 miles, and it's a catastrophic failure. But yeah. the what I'm interested in is to see if the customer's going to put up the dosh to, <laughs> you know, have us do exploratory surgery to get all the way to where the problem yeah. is. Because I can tell you, it's not behind door number one. We're going to have to go deeper yeah, to get to where the problem out, yeah. is on this one. But I really want to have it apart. Because I really want to see How many miles you got on it? 3,200. This is what I'm saying. This is why we're not a Royal Enfield dealer anymore. Yeah. You know, we've had experiences that are off-putting. So, Did yeah, that twin ever come out? I don't know. I mean, I know that there was sat on the motorcycle. The Himalayan? It looked yeah. great. Yeah. Well, the Himalayan's yeah. out. The Himalayan's out. People that's are riding all over the place. That's, that's single, 350, right? I thought, right? That was a, I thought that was a single. That's what's single. The, what's the... the, the no, the, 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 the one's the Interceptor and the Constellation. Well, it should be called the Constellation. But anyway, uh, that's the twin. And that I don't know if that's in dealers yet. But they've been aggressively forecasting it for the yeah. past three years. <laughs> Stars never aligned for the Constellation. Hey! Uh, yes. <laughs> and they couldn't quite connect with the Interceptor. They're all over that. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I don't know if... There's only one dealer, I think, left in Ohio, so I don't know if he's ever gotten those twins. But I know that I've, I've read enough YouTube videos and watched enough YouTube videos of people, you know, saying, this is a Himalaya, I'm riding it, these things broke, these things got fixed. It's probably very similar to the CSC Chinese experience. It's not going to be a DR650. It's not going to be a KLR. It's, it's I am so surprised that Tim's bike... Holds up so well, right? I am too. I, mean, yeah. I am. I am. Like, we flogged yeah. that thing coming home from San Diego, right? I mean, we we put two thousand twenty two hundred miles on it, and he had it pinned the whole time. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when you have that motorcycle, yeah. the trouble with that motorcycle is you have to ride it the way you're not supposed to ride it. Yeah, because if you're riding with anybody else who isn't on another one of those motorcycles, you're going to be overtasking it. We did a uh, oil change on it in the alley behind the auto zone somewhere like in Kansas or something. Right. There, there was ugly things in the oil pan. I can, t- <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, things that did not belong in the oil pan. Is this brass or is this bronze? I don't know. <laughs> it's neither. <laughs> it's not. I think it might it's be wood. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. We've made a whole new mineral. We've created a whole new element. It's Chineseium, but... <laughs> It's been hardened inside this motor. Yeah. yeah. It's hardened yeah, Chinese. Chinese yeah. Hey, but that's the whole thing is, it's good to hear that. Like, that is the yeah. best feedback I've ever heard. And then seeing their insistence, like the CSC guys, their insistence on doing those Baja trips. And, like, they're con- they're taking people down, and, and people are riding those bikes. And, and I, I know he's had pretty good parts to part with it, too. Right. So even if you wanted to rebuild the engine, right. I think everything's available for it. And sure. It's, a pretty simplistic build. Oh yeah, there's. Um, I think it's something he could do, but I mean, he's got ten thousand miles on it now, and it's been relatively trouble free. So right. 
Didn't you say um, the piranhas used to shear off? Uh, Kickstart. Kickstart. Oh, yeah. That was the one Mad Ash engine. There was a period of time where we went through, I think, nine or ten of those motors where we would tell people, you kick it like it has your baby's head under it. (laughs) You just kick it ever so gently. You build pressure very gently. You do not karate chop those things because the 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 kickstart shafts were made out of, again, an alloy heretofore never been seen by man or beast. It only exists in China. And only, you and know, sh- yeah. they would shear off. They would just crack off. And they cracked. Looked, it looked like off. styrofoam inside right. of them. Yeah, it looked. You'd look <laughs> inside of it, it like where it broke off, porous, and like, it was completely porous. It looked like geez. foam candy. Yeah. So I don't know how they made it, like what the poorly. process was. Huh? <laughs> poorly. Poorly. <laughs> Operative term. Poorly. Yeah. Right. But that's that challenge. The challenge is, do you do that with uh, a four thousand dollar or three thousand dollar Chinese bike? Or do you that with a three thousand or four thousand dollar ten year old Japanese bike? Mm. But I mean, ten year old Japanese bike seems to be bulletproof. I mean, like every Japanese bike I've ever had right. has been bulletproof. Of course, yeah, that takes. Yeah, I mean, the older, right. the more bulletproof. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. You, can right. you kill a three fifty? Or can you kill a one seventy five? No, I think there's I a level of un- quality control there. Right. That, that, the Chinese don't understand right. or yeah. haven't embraced for whatever reason. Yeah, but they used to say that about Japanese stuff. Yes, yeah. they did. But yeah. I mean, absolutely. But I mean, I have a 71, 175, and I don't think that thing is. You couldn't kill it. it you this could is not a big part of it. Right. And another thing that is very interesting regarding with the carbs. What I've yeah, just carbs. Yeah. Carbs. What I've kind of learned from working on a lot of the new stuff that is from other places is the problem is, for what I'm noticing, is the problem is the metallurgy. Mm. So the problem is the metal, the problem is the alloy, the problem is the chrome plating, the problem is the fixtures, the hardware, the things that are on them. They've done such a good job of replicating what grade 8 looks like or what a but certain quality one. faster. And it's just a, it's just a finish. Yeah. It's literally just, you know, it's, it's zinced, you know. It's... Anodized. Cadmium, yeah, they it's cadmium, cadmium coating, coating, but it's yep. really a grade one bolt. Yes, bolt under exactly. Cadmium coating, right. so. And this is where, you know, I've gotten to be a little bit better when I would see a fastener and I would go, okay, well, that fastener is automatically, that's going to be 32 foot pounds of torque on that fastener. But then I see it and I'm like, whoa, hold on, Pally, I see what you did there. That is a, a size of a fastener that would be 32 foot pounds of torque. But based on the color you are, 14 foot-pounds of torque and way more Loctite. And that's what I've kind of had to learn around here because of just shearing off too many pieces of godforsaken, frustrated hardware that we're taking something out of the crate and putting it together and snapping, you know? And holes that are off-center and threads that are oval. And, you know, it's just craziest shit, you know? And stuff that's drilled in through each other where we put together Enfields out of the crate where we'd take them apart and it was clear that one guy was holding the rear fender into position, painted, (laughs) while the other guy was drilling the bolt into it, I swear to God, using the threads on the bolt as a drill. It was only Chris's C5, though. Well, no, that one that I built the custom bike out of when I took that thing apart to build a chopper out of it, it was hilarious because the bolt hole on the left side of the fender... 
and the bolt hole on the right side of the fender, you could see where the hole was supposed to be, but they were like, yep, fuck that. We're going straight through, baby. (laughs) And that's why the fender was crooked from day one, and it was like, Nobody cared. Like it's, hard, were, it's hard to drill a hole when your fingers are falling off from leprosy. Or, right, <laughs> again, or if you can't see the hole because your previous, the, the last 14-hour shift you worked was holding a burning bar against a four-inch thick steel <laughs> hole. You're drinking methanol. Yeah, and you're drinking methanol, exactly. Yeah. You're taking apart computers for a living. Yeah, yeah, that can't be great. What do you use to take that apart? Fire. <laughs> Really? You use fire for everything. What do you use? Fire's cheap. We use fire. Yeah. I don't. All right. I mean, shit on an entire culture. It's just, but I'm just saying those are the parts that end up here, you know, that I have to deal with every day. I'd really like it if holes were in the same location on the left side of the part as the right side of the part. I'd really like it if it was an M6 on this side and an M6 on that side, too. The problem is on this side it's an M6 and on that side it's an M7.5. It makes... Finding the hardware really hard. Yeah, that would drive us crazy with stuff. Uh, coming up, I think maybe by next week we'll have a report on what's going on with this weird Enfield. So that would be fun to be able to have some kind of an insight as to what's happening. Uh, maybe by next week there might be a hearse around here. I'm not making any promises, but we might have to do the hearse cast. Um, could be tight in there. Japanese people are smaller than we are. <laughs> it's only made for one. It's only made for one. <laughs> well, it depends on the crematorium, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get a whole family in there. The, uh, but yeah, that's that's coming up. <laughs> Tasteless, bad podcast. Uh, I don't know why we're even doing it. And then apparently I've been bumped. Uh, the seminar that I'm doing at AMA Vintage Days which was uh, mm-hmm. the two seminars we're doing. One is called Carburetors, They're Out to Get You. And the other one is called uh, Gas, It's Not Just Dead Dinosaurs Anymore. Uh, <laughs> Serena from uh, AMA Vintage Days has decided that we're going to keep Gas, It's Not Just Dead Dinosaurs Anymore. And we're probably not going to do Carburetors, They're Out to Get You because I'm being bumped for Fucking Ben Rich. Remember the guy with the electric motorcycle that uh, came in here and yeah. was very handsome and well-groomed and <laughs> dances like a man possessed? Yeah. 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 Ben Rich mm. is bumping me. Mm. Being bumped by a guy I like. At least by someone that knows. Yeah. So I told her, I said, if I have to, I can be forced to squeeze those two uh, seminars into one. It's not compromising yeah. our our compensation, so we'll still have the RV spot, <laughs> or, so that's or nice. The, or the quality of the podcast, right? No, it's really not. <laughs> We're going to do the same. Again, I've been told, continue to be funny, but don't swear. So That's the whole fuck Keep it clean. Exactly. Fuck that. <laughs> Again, yeah, that was a tough seminar last year because that keeping it clean business was really fucking difficult. The, uh, so yeah, so we're still on though for AMA well, Vintage I was Days. not aware of those stringent limitations. Yeah, they were very clear after we did the first podcast in the tower that we did not keep clean. That was a great uh, podcast. We said we were going to keep it clean, but it did not stay clean. That brings you to my story. Have you ever seen a George Thurgood concert? I know I, they're more of a Harley crowd, but he played the BMW crowd at the BMW <laughs> rally one year. And they must have told him you're not allowed to cuss. And you, if you've ever seen a George Thurgood concert, he, he cusses freely. Yeah, right. Uh, but you could tell a couple of times he was like biting his tongue up there. Right. Was, that was pretty oh, cool. yeah. I read, uh, yeah. There's no way. And I think that last year in the seminar, 
you know, talking about carburetors. I may have said one or two foul words. I don't know, but I tried to keep it pretty clean. But it was they, their fault. They told you like five minutes before you started. They it was did. Like, uh, by right. the way, yeah. five minutes don't before I went up there. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it, it, it's good to be on a long And I had <laughs> already been drinking. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, it depends which day of Mid Ohio they catch you on. And that's why I said yeah. it would be better if I could do the seminars one right after the other. That's going to sort of close the window yeah. of opportunity yeah. Yeah. for bad things to happen. So it's just better to, <laughs> better to just get that shit out of the way one time and not have to be like. Because afterwards. Steve kept bringing those extremely high-powered... He was finding those weird IPAs and stuff that were like Cheerwine. They were like 15% or whatever. He'd bring one over. And we are standing outside. I was like, well, that's tasty. And I drank one of them. I drank two of them. I drank three of them. And I was shit-faced. And <laughs> carbs. I was like... Carbs. 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 I was fucking wrecked. It was you a hot mess. Funny. But uh, that... Remember, guys, that's 4th of July weekend. So yeah. put that on your yeah. calendar as AMA Vintage Days. If you've never been to one before, you do need to go. They're they're it's wild. It's just fuck it. it it's it's burning man for motorcycle people. Pretty much. It's <laughs> just a little California may shut down Burning Man. What? Really? really? Why are you kidding? Yeah, why? Because there's not enough room for the people anymore. No, it's too many The environmental impact of Burning Man is is negative, and they were talking about shutting it down. Wait a second. Ironic. Well, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Let me put on Burning Man with LEDs this year. Let me put on my eco-friendly irony helmet because <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. No, they're burning, they're burning shit at the end, and they call it it's. No, but the problem was that somebody brought a like, part of a plane, like a 737, yeah, right. and they dragged it out into the desert, and they just abandoned it. <laughs> and then nobody knew it was even there, and Until. this guy was flying his, like, Cessna or something, right. and he's yeah. like, holy shit, there's like a half a fuselage of a 737 right. in the middle of the desert someplace. So he landed and he took pictures of it. Okay. Yeah. And then he went out and he like he put it on YouTube sure. and he showed all these people that, hey, these guys dragged this half a fuselage of a seven thirty seven into the desert and they just abandoned it. They were really high at the time though. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean I don't know what the deal yeah. is with it. But then now the feds say that, hey, you know, like your impact is way too much in the middle of a desert that nothing can live in, that, you know, like whatever, that like there's no life in this desert. But and now you're, you're impacting the lack of life. <laughs> you're yeah, impacting the lack of life. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what, you're what are they saying? This pristine desolation. There's no one here. They don't need this airplane. Yeah. What's the problem? Yeah. 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 You know how well, How do they know it was Burning Man that did it? Oh, there's a trail of kombucha bottles on the way. <laughs> there was a very small, a very strong smell of patchouli inside of it. <laughs> we believe it may have been, you know, partied in. <laughs> but that's like your opinion, man. That's <laughs> just your opinion, man. I think this is a perfectly good place for a 737. <laughs> Yeah, I think it really ties the desert together. <laughs> On that, remember to ride fast and take chances. Pass <laughs> 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 <laughs>